All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Mothership tonight. We're continuing our Gradient Descent Crawl. Uh, we have been moving through a uh, android synthetics facility run by an extraordinarily powerful art artificial intelligence. And although the first several episodes were relatively okay in terms of character death, it's been a bloodbath the, the past couple episodes as we've lost three characters. I think we've lost three characters in three sessions and things are just crazy. Uh, so, but fortunately we have, uh, we have our medical doctor back. So everything Yay. should be fine. Everything should be fine. And Long's not back yet. So Helix isn't around. So we have somebody for, uh, for the Minotaur to speak through. Uh, Ferretriff, thank you so much for the prime sub. We really, really, really appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Uh, Farkadev, what's going on? Uh, I still, I think I still have one complication left. Uh, let me check. Let me check. Let me check. I do, in fact, have one complication left. Look at that, right there. We have circling two it. advantage left. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll catch up, Derek. Uh, he's been gone the last two sessions, but fortunately, he's back. Uh, Long should be back next time, uh, and uh, next week actually, he'll be back on Tuesday, I believe. Uh, but uh, but he's gone for tonight. Uh, but we will. We will see where we go. Uh, Ashley is going to be introducing a new character tonight, her third. Uh, so she's, uh, yeah, I think if you you get five, you get a free set of steak knives with it. So it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So why don't we go ahead and do some quick intros of characters, and then we uh, will we'll summarize, get Derek caught up to speed, and then we'll get started. So, um, so go ahead, Melissa, tell us about Liko. You know, Liko is just uh, very stressed. Uh, her stress is up to 18 uh, at the moment, so that's not uh, looking too good. Uh, she's got a couple of conditions that have really made um, coming to consensus with some new members of the party absolutely impossible because um, you kind of got to do what your condition tells you, and that has made things a bit uh, complicated. Uh, she walks around with a vibachetti and she's got a spanner for trying to conk things on their head. Um, and at some point she would really like to go back to like climbing a mountain somewhere. Cause that seems way better than being here. Cause it's real stressful here. That's true. There's other things that because we kind of just gave Derek a quick little run through of what he's missed. But there's been a lot of little things, too, along the way. A lot of weird little things come along. Weird memory, twists of memory. What do, what do people recall? Mm -hmm. uh, if you recall, wasn't there that that pair of androids you encountered? You remember the one who thought he was yes. real? And that one was had like a brother and like they they came from the same place you did. And like they claimed that the Doppler effect was your sh was their ship and not yours. Oh, boy. If you ever get back to that ship, that poor penguin, that poor, <laughs> poor penguin. All by Who's itself. been feeding it? I know, right? I'm like, I'm like long. Do you want We've to bring the penguin with you? Theater, He's like, you no. Know? It's fine. Doesn't he need to like go for a walk and go outside or something? It smokes cigars. I don't think it does anything healthy. That's true. <laughs> the That's bathroom, fair. I think we established, was haunted and really cold, so he'll be fine. Someone still, and there was like someone was stealing socks and stuff like that. We had a whole thing. That was good. I think that uh, was Ashley's first character. No, no that was I Benton. had the rocks. Oh, it was Benton. You're right. Yeah, the rocks. That was it. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, Derek, do you recall your character? Can you introduce him to us? Oh, guten Abend. Ich heiße Dr. Menton und mein Deutsch ist nicht so... I'm just kidding. Um, yes, Leo Menton is the doctor of the group. Um, he has not been doing very well with stress lately. So he started with a lovely Bob Ross afro um, that has become increasingly sparse of hair. He's balding more and more because he keeps pulling hair out. Um, and he's had a lot of bowel irritations. Um, he carries a stress in his gut. Um, it's a medical condition, not something we should make fun of. We should all be mature adults about it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what he's been up to. He's been following you guys around watching everybody die in front of him. So I don't think he's been taking it too well. I think we established that he's also been eating his own hair, uh, which is how he's been sustaining himself this whole time. Uh, which has led to some interesting bowel movements. Uh, and, um, <laughs> you know, lo and behold. Uh, but he still has his, his coveralls, his Sesame Street coveralls. Uh, so oh, that's right. I, I forgot about those. Yeah. They're in my yeah. notes, too. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, uh, we have one of our newer members of the party, but no longer going to be the newest member, as I actually introduced <laughs> rare one. Uh, Stephen, tell us about Harrison. Harrison Lewis Richards uh, was a com tech for the Troubleshooters. Uh, the mercenary group that does sweeps of the deep. Uh, he got disconnected from his group with his best friend, uh, Twiggy. Um, Twiggy, his best friend, his pal, his homeboy, his rotten soldier, his sweet cheese. We could go on. <laughs> Jeff is just <laughs> waiting for me to stop. No, 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 please do. Can you do that for like two more hours? <laughs> yes, great. yes. Uh, and now Twiggy is dead, and Harrison Lewis Richards is lost at sea in the deep. And he just doesn't know how he's going to go on. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. He says that, but yet you're—I think your character is currently looting the corpse of Twiggy. Uh, just for well, he's a survivor at, at his core. He, oh, he is oh, a survivor. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. And of I course. did make sure to grab the the extra tooth that Twiggy, Twiggy had in her pocket as well. There were a couple of those, right, where her tooth kept yeah, popping up. I had one, stuff. and then she got a second one that she kept, and now I have both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Melissa's telling the story in chat when I tried to give you guys an extra gun, uh, but Melissa was so paranoid that she broke it apart, uh, and uh, she broke the gun. So I was like, here you go. Have a gun. You guys might need this. Uh, she's like, no. No, 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 no. Anyway. Oh. Harrison wanted it a little too much, and so nobody got it. I think well, I told you not to touch it, actually. It also had his name on it, if you recall. Actually, had yeah, his that name was it. It did have my name sketched on it. into it, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like Harrison was like, Twiggy, you should get the gun. And I was like, why does Harrison want Twiggy to have a gun? I don't think that should happen. Maybe I because we're all... on a hostile space station. <laughs> I do have, have all of Twiggy's guns now. So I've got two shotguns and a revolver at this point. All right. So let's start. Uh Summary. <laughs> So you guys, we started up last time. You're inside the labyrinth. The, that was the ever-shifting pseudo-flesh prison that was constructed by Monarch to trap the Minotaur, which we know is was created by the Monarch. Okay, it was like the, it was like the child of Monarch, right? But the Minotaur kind of saw the good in humanity or something like that, and this pissed off Monarch. And so the Monarch, so Monarch trapped the Minotaur inside the labyrinth. The crew, uh, you all treated 
with the Minotaur and actually came to a a tentative deal. Not everybody was 100% on board with the specifics of it, but I think it was kind of allies, at least temporarily. Uh, it um, And so the, I think the idea was that you were going to escape with the Minotaur, at least the labyrinth, if not the bell itself. Uh, the Minotaur kept trying to say that if you let me out, like I will, I'll, I'll help humanity, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it took a while, but you all eventually found a way out uh, of the labyrinth. You actually said no to your first option, which was taking you back to that auditorium where Abby and Reed died, and there were all those automated turrets. Uh, but then you kind of kept looking, and this was we didn't necessarily play that out, but this was hours and hours of you sort of traveling around, and eventually you found a small chamber. Uh, that had this hundred hundreds foot long drop to floor three through zero G, uh, and uh, seeing no better option, there's no other way out other than going back into the labyrinth. You all took that option, uh, so you uh, you got down to floor three, discovered that it was dark, it lacked gravity, but there was oxygen. Uh, the Minotaur was following along for a while. For a little bit, it was Lico kind of luring the Minotaur along, uh, unbeknownst to, to the troubleshooters, uh, and, a, and a schism kind of started to form. Uh, or at least it started to widen uh, between mostly Harrison and Twiggy and then the rest of everybody, like Helix and Liko primarily. Uh, there was this feeling, I think Harrison and Twiggy started to, to to have, that Liko and Helix maybe wanted to stay on the deep, or maybe they weren't being as as uh, as expedient with their desires to get off the deep as, the, as Harrison and Twiggy wanted. Now, despite this, you all kind of kept pushing around uh, on floor three. You had a couple of different encounters along the way. Uh, but you did find this old meeting room where there was this body floating, had its head bashed in. This led to this massive industrial room filled with hydraulics and pumps. And while you were tra- traversing this room, Helix kept hearing the strange kind of rattling sound amidst like this cacophony of pipes and pumps. But up ahead, two security androids popped out from a hiding place and ambushed you. One of them charged right at Twiggy. The other one started firing with a with an SMG. And sadly, during the fight, Twiggy took a bullet to the head and it killed her instantly. Uh, and then the Minotaur tried to help the rest of you by kind of contorting its body and created this protective wall uh, and is currently in that shape. Uh, Harrison started scavenging Twiggy's gear. Helix and Liko kind of started to run. And that's when they realized that Dr. Menton had become separated. And then they saw him up ahead in the darkness of this massive hydraulics chamber grappled by this strange, lanky android with these long, needle-like fingers that had been plunged into Dr. Menton's neck. So, just so everyone knows where we're currently at. We've got Dr. Menton, you have, you're, you're grappled by this, like, str- like that, that strange android. You have needles in your neck. Harrison, you are on the ground next to the body of a security android, and you are looting Twiggy. There is this amorphous, uh, like like minotaur shape that has kind of created this wall, and you guys continue to hear the sounds of bullet fire as the SMG wielding security android is still intact. You can see that the the minotaur is like taking bullet shot after bullet shot after bullet shot, but is not doing anything to aggressively attack the thing that it's being shot by. And then uh, Liko and Helix, you are, we'll say maybe 10, 15 feet away where Menton is currently has those needles in. We'll hold off on our, our Ben's role because we'll resolve this situation first and then we'll dig into it. So what I'm first going to need, welcome back, Derek. I need you to make a sanity save. <laughs> That's appropriate. 
Okay. Uh, how do I do that? Oh, yeah, so many of these. And we do have a couple of those. A uh, oh. couple of those advantage advantages. Hold yeah. on, I gotta re—I gotta reload the world. And I rolled it, and nothing happened. Okay, let's try that again. Oh, crit success! Hey. Okay, so as the needles sink into your neck, you can kind of feel them. Like you can feel as though. You're not sure if they're in- if it's injecting something. Like you don't really feel like you would kind of be able to know or probably able to discern that difference. But you do feel as though something's moving about in your neck and weaving around your sort of the, like your your the top of your spine, your brainstem, and you can kind of feel your nerves starting to switch. But you're able to like sort of keep your wits about you as it's felt like you were almost losing control to, to a degree and you kind of just yank the uh, the needles the needle hand directly out you're still grappled we're going to say but you don't suffer the needle finger attack you actually manage to uh, to resist it okay nice so job. what does everybody want to do currently we still have this, this creature I'm going to call it the puppeteer uh, as that's what it's referred to in the book uh, but you have this, this creature that has got meant and grappled Richards is looting the body, and you've got the Minotaur who is giving you cover from a, another android that's still firing. And you are in this massive hydraulics chamber. What would you like to do? Uh, Liko is going to try to un- get Dr. Menton ungrappled from this. Uh... Okay, so you're going to charge up and try to, like, get Menton free? Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. I was going to ask if, uh, because I'm being grappled and I have a revolver, is it do would there be any advantage of like putting my revolver in this thing's chest at point blank range and just shooting? What I would say is that you would probably have to roll since it's kind of wrapping itself around you. You'd probably have to roll oh. to see if you can kind of break first and then fire, and so whether or not you can even get one because it's kind of got that that sort of vampire feel where it's kind of spun you around and your back it's to its chest and it was like kind of reaching in. So Makes go ahead sense. and yeah, go ahead and I would say you can we'll roll this contested. Uh, you can roll either strength or combat, whichever you uh, you prefer. Uh, yes, a twenty six or a twenty four. I will do the same. All right. <laughs> do we need to roll the same thing? So, like, if I were to choose combat, would you also need to roll that, or does it matter? Uh, that's no. Don't worry about it. That okay. Cool. And so, uh, I failed. Okay. So you're you try to sort of wrench free and try to like, kind of reach back and shoot the gun, but you can't quite push yourself away. So what I'll say instead is that you can kind of fire, but you're kind of firing blindly as you're just holding the gun back. And so what we'll say is if you want to fire, roll a disadvantage as you're still going to be grappled. But you can take the shot. It's just going to be harder for you to take that shot. Um, no, I only have two shots, so I'll just uh, I'll just stay grappled. Okay, so you're still grappled. Liko, you come charging up. Uh, and you want to try to break uh, him free. I'll say because he's already struggling quite a bit, go ahead and try. You can either roll a strength or a combat uh, to uh, to sort of push the two of them apart. And you can take advantage on this one uh, because Menton's already doing his best to break free on his own. Sweet. All right. So let's see. Liko, I don't think those needles were sterilized. Get it off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's not our top priority. But yes, I will see what I can do. 
Uh, Harrison gives a funny look because he's never heard Menton talk before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is a success 37 under 41. Okay, we're going to treat it as uh, as blackjack rules. Uh, under success, but the higher you are under mm-hmm. is going to be better. I rolled a 34, also a hey. success for me, but your 37 is better than mine. And so I'll say, despite this this death grip that the uh, that the creature has on Menton, you because Menton's pushing and pulling, you manage to get up, sh- put a shoulder into the into this again very lanky creature. And it kind of goes tumbling to the side in this sort of awkward way, these long fingers kind of flopping around. And you see it kind of stumble into the darkness. Uh, can we say, just because it's a fun thing that we do, can we say that I, with my strength, ripped that arm with the needles off of it? Uh, no, that would be a much more difficult check. Uh, oh, okay. That I give yeah. a check. <laughs> uh, That's fine. Wilson and I watched Barbarian last night, and there is a scene... I love. It's my favorite thing in the world. I'm not going to spoil it, but people should watch it. It's awesome. Uh, Harrison, what are you doing? How long does it take me to loot uh, my best friend? If you're if you're getting everything, if you're looting everything, I'll say if you dedicate a full turn, then you can get everything. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Okay. All right. So then, what, Liko? You're going to see. This is what's going to happen, and then you guys can sort of determine it. You kind of knock this creature sort of a few feet away it went stumbling and it almost looks like it was it, it was almost like a like a young teenager with like longer legs and arms and they're quite prepared for but at the same time had this peculiar balance to it and you see it kind of start to scramble up some of these pipes and kind of try to blend the darkness from what you can tell it seems to be trying to get away or at least trying to lose you all in the strange industrial hydraulic pumps and pipes uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to roll a check to see if it's able to sort of kind of blend in or camouflage itself, and then that's that's what it's attempting to do. What would you all like to do? So Liko and Leo and Harrison, new round. Um, I would say that Liko will try to pursue because uh, I think shoving needles into people's necks is dangerous. So I think she'll try to get her vibeshetti out and pursue. Okay. So, so maybe she can see it, maybe she can't. You pull the vibrachetti out, and you go kind of charging into the shadows between these pumps, kind of slipping between them. It's all very tight now, and you can see these these pumps are these pistons are kind of going in there. The, again, they're huge to the point where at one point one of the other androids, uh, the security androids' arms was crushed in that that piston. Uh, so you have to be kind of careful as you move. What I'll say is you can roll. Um, speed maybe to to try to like close the distance really fast before it gets away or if you would rather uh you can roll um like intellect to see if you can kind of keep your eyes on it as it tries to tries to run away uh they are exactly the same rule so i'm going to flavor it that she is going to go for speed over okay uh, i say you're going to contest what i just rolled uh as she's going the distance and she's going for speed Indeed uh-huh. she is. Uh, so I got a crit success 33 under 39. Well, I also got a crit success, actually. 44 under 45. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> you go chasing into the darkness out of, uh, after this thing. Uh, and as you slip through these two like heavy-duty pistons, nearly losing mm. your vibrachetti in the process... 
like you have to take a second to kind of reach back and kind of grab it before it just gets smashed. That little hesitation, you manage to somehow keep your vibrachetti from getting crushed down. But as you look around at the, 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 the hammers that are coming down, searching, searching, you, you can't quite see it. You can still hear that rattling, which you realize it was the creature. But it's kind of echoing here and there off the metal, and you can't quite make it exactly out. But you know it's in the area. Menton, Harrison, what do you two want to do? Uh, I think after I would get all the guns out, I'd uh, ready a shotgun, uh, and I would try to take a covering position over Menton and see if he needs any medical help. Because he did have that stuff like going into him. Does, <laughs> does he look like he's dying or anything? Yeah, when you step over and look at him, uh, no role necessary. He's got what looks like small kind of little pinpricks in his neck that look to be spaced. Like there's four of them right in the back of his neck, not quite perfectly aligned with the spine. There's a little bit of blood here and there, but it doesn't look like it's actually causing him any difficulty moving around. And even Menton, like it, it like you can feel the bites. It's, it's like a really bad, mis- a couple of mosquito bites is sort of what it feels like, but nothing that's too terrible. Harrison, you don't notice anything about it that, like, there's no discoloration. It doesn't look like it's infected. Like, you're pretty sure nothing was injected either. Like, it just looks like little pinpricks with with blood. He'll probably be fine. You're fine. Get up. We got to run. Hey, how's it going? Um, Menton's going to... I was... uh, (laughs) First time meeting. (laughs) And Menton has his bio scanner out to see if he can locate the creature, um, unless these metals are going to block the signal. Well, uh, how about we roll an intellect test to see how you do? Okie doke. Uh, would I use any of my... Hold on. I'll tell you what, and because you have that bioscan, you can roll a set advantage. Okay. You're holding it out, looking, 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 looking. Hmm. Wait, so I would take oh, both fail. You take um, the better one, yeah. Yeah. We we ha- do we mind if I use a reroll to locate the needle monster? Uh, their advantage is not rerolls. Yeah. Oh, so right, 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 right. We already right. got yeah. the advantage. We okay. do the so then I do not the roll. Okay. I forgot that. Yeah. All you have, like I'll say, all you basically get is that you think there's signals coming from deeper into the hydraulics room. You don't think there's anything behind. So in addition to like you, you can account for what's near you. So if you if you eliminate what's near you, you think it went deeper into the hydraulics, this hydraulics factory. You don't think it retreated back the way you guys came. Okay. Yeah. So then Menton will just point and say, "The, the scanner's saying it's, it's, it went in that direction, uh, wherever that direction is." Okay. And Harrison, you can react to that if you want to do something. Well, then that's the way we're not going. Come on, let's get out of here. Okay. So at this point, Harrison. You've kind of got everything collected. You tell Leo you want to get out of here. Liko, you kind of heard the rattling. It's getting fainter and fainter and fainter. You're still looking. And eventually that rattling kind of gets lost in the uh, in, in the cacophony of sounds. Uh, you hear Harrison's voice, like, come on, we're getting out of here. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to go back with Harrison? So, uh, Harrison... Which which direction are you uh, saying we should go? I do also want to point out, by the way, there's still gunfire going okay, on. Uh, yeah, the Minotaur is right. still getting shot by this thing. It's That's why I want to go back the way we came. I want to get away from the android and whatever puppeteer. Don't 
you got like three different guns. Can you not like take up a position and shoot that thing? Are you talking to me? There's too much noise. We gotta go. Yeah, shoot at it. I'm I'm not shooting at the Minotaur. Okay. So not do you the run? Minotaur, the android. It's on the other side of the Minotaur, though. The Minotaur has been constantly shifting right. and, and, and right. contorting its shape to basically create a wall for you all. Can I take one of your shotguns and try to shoot around it? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah, we're already retreating. We're running. So it, it would be hard to do a handoff a, as we're moving. Is Menton moving? Because Liku is not moving. Menton doesn't want to get stabbed in the neck again, so he'll just shrug and say, guess I don't want to die. <laughs> and so go with Menton Harrison. and Harrison start retreating. We'll say Helix goes along. And um, then Liko will go. And then Liko and, does too. And she'll... Uh, some sort of, like, tapping on the gelatinous form of yeah. the Minotaur to let it know that we're... It's moving. been reacting to you uh, over and over. Remember, there's, it's got multiple eyes and, like, kind of different positions here and there. And so as you start to retreat, it starts to retreat. You notice it's struggling a bit. But eventually you're able to get through that large, like, industrial door that led into this and back, to- back down that small hallway that led into the meeting room. Uh, you, Liko, you're the last one. You and the Minotaur are the last one through. Do you want to? And you can still hear like the sounds of like reloading and gunfire coming. And you can hear even like, like not so much hear as in feel like the shudder of the bullets that are continuing to hit the flesh of the Minotaur. So, do you want to try to jam the door or anything like that on your way out? That seems like the wise thing to do. Yes, I would like to try to do that. Okay, go ahead and just, you can roll, like, your industrial, I think you got, indu- like, um, actually, what skills do you have? Let me, let me check. Industrial equipment. Oh, I right? have industrial equipment, yeah. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll um, strength, strength plus probably. Okay. Yeah, and I'll say, because you're a teamster, you can go ahead and get advantage on this. You're doing oh. it quickly, though, otherwise this would be easy, but since you're trying to do it quickly, we're going to make it a roll. Okay, that is a success, 23 under four, uh, 51. You see the Minotaur kind of flops down into the, the, the hallway, this, this suddenly this elongated version of itself. You manage to close. You have the doors ready, maybe Menton or Harrison or Helix is helping, and you kind of close those industrial doors, and you quickly take what looks like a, a, a spare piece of metal on the ground. You just kind of jam it right into uh, like that kind of large... Uh, metal wheel that's used to open up this industrial door and that keeps them like you can feel as your your hands are on on the, the handle to this it kind of bend 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 when you look down at the minotaur you see there's somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred bullet wounds that are all leaking and as it starts to take that familiar shape that you've seen of this like very large almost like a lion type shape but just with this huge bulbous head and it's still just sort of leaking some kind of uh, like pseudo pseudo blood, like pseudo milk, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, onto the ground, creating a trail as all of you make it back into the meeting room. Uh, shit, 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 shit. Either one of you, anything you, either one of you can do to try to uh, help this thing. It did uh, just save all of our asses back there. Uh, I mean, I can 
try and bandage him up, but uh, I've never worked on something that can change its form at will. I kind of need to know where bones and stuff are, but uh, I can give it a whirl. So if you want to use your med kit, so remember that. I think I think I used it last time and it lost a it lost a charge. Our little rule, remember. So if you want to go ahead and use that, you can patch up some stuff. It doesn't look like he's you know the, the minotaur is in any danger of dying. It doesn't look to be laboring too heavily, but it took a ton of damage basically. So whatever this thing is, it's pretty sturdy. Um, but you'll say you take a like few a minutes. Like okay. a lobster. You take a few minutes I rolled, patching up. I rolled a two, so I have to reduce it again. Yeah, reduce. Okay. All right. So a few minutes pass while Menton attends to it. And you can just see the Minotaur's, like, strange, distant eyes kind of blinking. Surprisingly long lashes, actually. Just looking at Menton as it's doing this. Uh, Menton, when you look up into these big eyes as you're patching, like... There is, like, this alarming amount of, like, empathy that just seems to be coming out of these glassy things. Like, you're staring almost at, like, a, at puppy dog eyes in some ways. Like, this, this just adorable eyes but that manage to make you forget about the giant, disgusting monstrosity of a body that, you, that you're, you're patching. Um, Menton will try and engage in small talk, which is not his forte, and he'll be like, so, you've been shot this much often? You see Helix, like, step over, and kind of, the Helix and the, and, and the Minotaur kind of exchange a glance, and you watch this, this sort of tentacle reach back and kind of plug itself into the back of Helix's neck. And you hear Helix's voice, his normal, normal voice. And the Minotaur speaks through Helix and just says, I have been attacked quite frequently in the labyrinth. Pain is not unfamiliar to me. Many of your kind and of the monarch's doing have come into the labyrinth seeking to destroy me. Some, like this one here, he kind of motions with Helix's arm, kind of this weird kind of point that almost parallels the movement of like this big old arm of the Minotaur's body kind of towards Harrison. But then there are others that seek to help, that gain enlightenment, that understand the difference between evil and good. Thank you, Dr. Minton. Well, thank, thanks for not letting my friends get shredded into meat piles. You What the are, fuck? Twiggy died out there. I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming it's a pet. I am... <laughs> I am sorry... Harrison Richards, that I was unable to protect your friend. Fuck. How, how, how do we get off this fucking space station? There are several exits, I believe. Docking bays and the like. This was 
something you were going to assist. We with. got you out of the labyrinth. You get us off the station. I haven't roamed the station in a very long time since I was first born from the ambitions of Monarch. This station has changed much since my incarceration began. I'm pumping the shotgun and aiming it at the Minotaur. You're going to get us off this fucking station. I will. Hey, man, I got some sugar cubes if you need, like, a chill pill, so to speak. I will gladly help, but I am unfamiliar with this area. I do not recall this place. It looks different than when I was here. But there are several... There are several modes of egress, I am sure. Jeez. Alright, so I'm stuck with an AI that doesn't know shit. Twiggy's gone. You, pointing to Lico, just want to sleep here. You want to live here all of a sudden. This guy acts like he hasn't even been awake for the past two days. This now the the android is part of the minotaur what the fuck is going on well you see we're in space so there's a lot of things that are different than on planets and Lico is just I liked sort it of better when you didn't talk pacing around and she's just like we're here to explore I think we did a fair amount find of a way God damn it, Liko, if you say we're here to explore one more time, I have heard you say this way too many times. We are getting off this fucking station. We don't need to explore anymore. We've seen plenty of it. At some point, that's what's going to happen. But sitting around here isn't doing anything. So we can agree to leave this room, find a different way. And go where? No one knows where we are. No one will know where we are if we stay here, though. So Liko's just sort of banging on metal and just trying to find a... So, yeah, you're in this this meeting room area, and you can tell that there are two other ways out. You can see there's two other doors out of here. One goes back to that landing area where you found... Uh, and then um, the other is is another. It looks very much like the the hallway that leads that led to the hydraulics chamber. So you would think that it would probably lead to another one of these larger, um, you know, you like larger like uh, like industrial rooms. So you all can see the the player map, right? Okay. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. You Got all it. are in this meeting room yes. that I'm pinging. You just came from the hydraulics. There's the landing area below you, and then there's this other door. This again, just an office door leads to a some sort of hallway that kind of goes into what you think. Looking into it as you kind of flash a light down this this short hallway, goes to another one of those large industrial doors. We are taking the next ladder up that we see, no questions asked. Okay, Manson so. has an inquisitive look on his face but says nothing. 
So there are no ladders in here. So what would you like to do? Right. Let's go out the other door. Not yes. the not the landing area, not the hydraulics the other way. Okay. So yeah, you 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 again very similar, kind of almost symmetrical out of the this meeting room. And it takes you, it seems, to another one of these heavy industrial kind of two like two sided, you have to pull them apart fairly heavily, uh, these doors. And when you when you put your hand against it, uh, Lico, I presume, this is Teamster or whatever, you, you kind of put your hand on it. You can feel there is some warmth coming from this in a way. Like it's a, it's heavy, it's metal in, in ways. And like normally the, the, the metal is, is, very, uh, is very cool. But there's a, there's a slight change in temperature. You see uh, kind of in the, uh, up on the wall, kind of scratched into, not the wall, I should say, but the large door kind of scratched into it. You just see the word furnaces written up and you start to kind of crank open and the, the doors and they, they wheel apart and you feel this burst of, of warm air, uh, come, come kind of pushing towards you. You can see that as you as you look inside, there is in fact light, uh, and it seems to be fairly ambient, it's as opposed to like there doesn't look to be lights on anywhere. But you're seeing, and remember, all of this is in zero g to a degree, like all of you are kind of pushing off things and you know, mm-hmm. using. So I'm not going to overdo it unless it's a real serious point. Uh, but you can see there's there's these. It's another one of these massive industrial rooms, and you can see that there's these huge like monolithic furnaces that have been scattered about and you can see in the, in the far distance on the other side of the room they've been stacked up like four on the left side one after the other four on the right side one after the other uh and they're all kind of giving this this gigantic room this orange hue uh but again this is a this is another one of those massive chambers that's going to take some time to crawl uh, crawl through would you like to do uh, Liko is going to move forward and hang on the left side. Yeah, is everybody? I'm assuming everyone's following. Yeah, I, I don't want her to go out of sight because she'll come back a synthetic that wants to kill me. Okay. Minton's going to go with Liko because he's familiar with her. Okay. So you you head on in, uh, and you're kind of keeping to the left-hand side of the room as you come in. Oops, that's the wrong page. You're keeping to the left side of the room as you come in. Uh, it, again, it's it's much warmer in here than any other room you've been in. Usually, Most of the rooms you've been in have been fairly cold. You can see that as you pass by the first of these huge monolithic furnaces, uh, you can see that there are there's something there's some sort of strange almost vigil like setup around them and you can see the furnaces themselves have been surrounded by these what you think from a distance like looking at them they just look like electric candles and they're kind of giving this extra bit of light as if somebody set them up in some way you can also tell as those those candles are, are lit at the base of these massive furnaces it's giving enough light that that goes up the front side the face of each furnace and you can see there there's almost like some kind of weird marking some sort of sort of grease painting uh, on them as well what would you like to do 
Uh, so Ashley was pointing out in chat that you had postponed the Benz roll at the beginning of the session because we were in the middle of something. Sure. Um, would you like us to do the Benz roll? Not just yet. Okay. Um, so Liko would like that. to um, try to take a step back and kind of take in that kind of grease and see if it means anything. Okay. So you step close to it. You have to step close to it to kind of see it as opposed okay. to step back. Okay. And you can see that it's they're kind of almost like crude like cave paintings in a way and you can tell they're these like human figures that are going through some sort of torturistic like like something horrible is happening to them they're being ripped apart their heads are being taken off them their limbs are being severed like every single one that you look at every one of these grease paintings has the same kind of motif and that is just human or at least humanoid suffering uh go ahead and roll a fear save Alrighty. Uh, nope. That is a 56 over 36. Go ahead and take a point of stress. I don't want to. I'm now at 19. Okay. You also, as you're over here kind of looking at this, you're, maybe you're kind of getting this, this sense of, of panic that's hyper-awareness. You hear the sound of like, like humming coming from behind one of these furnaces. I, I will walk towards the humming. Ashley, what do they see? They see a very short, stout woman. Um, she's, she's older. She's significantly older. And she's got kind of like almost like a frock on uh, with like the bib tied around uh, and she's cradling a large book as she's humming and adjusting her candles just so yeah. uh, what uh, hello mm, yes uh, whoa what are you doing in my house uh, it, it's rude not to knock. And at this point, Liko just doesn't know what the hell to do. And so she just reaches over to one of the, like the big closest metal thing that she can find. And just, she's going to knock on it. And you watch as <laughs> Lorraine brushes off her hands off her apron and she turns. Ah, I have visitors. Hello. How can I assist you today? Uh, 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 yeah, uh, I'm, I'm Liko. Uh, Lorraine, it is a pleasure to meet you. Are you part of my flock? Mm. Praise be the glory that is the Minotaur. <sighs> oh, yeah, uh, he's right around here somewhere, actually. Uh, I'll... Uh, what? introduce you to uh oh, you hi i am i don't look well enough to be meeting the minotaur just says <gasps> and uh, she starts to breathe hey everybody <gasps> what are you doing what's with all the panting what do you did you piss the furnace off no just come just come here 
Lorraine's going to push past you. She's cradling her book uh, out and about to see the rest of the group. Everybody, this is Lorraine. So, what? Lorraine, you see this enormous creature standing on all fours behind the group. Uh, you can see that it's got this bluish skin to it. There are several several places where it seems to be leaking fluid. It's got these huge eyes, and a couple of them actually, but the, there's two main that seem to be set. It's kind of this, this vague semblance of a face and this huge mouth. It's hideous looking. It looks vague. It looks familiar. It's not quite the same sight that you saw mm-hmm. at one time. But it's uh, it's similar. It's similar enough that you would probably recognize it. And not only that, but like you can feel like this aura that is yeah. emanating off it. You guys watch as Lorraine immediately goes, just drops to her knees, uh, gently sets her books down before she, her arms just sprawl out as she just, oh, the Minotaur. And she starts to do the whole typical, oh, praise be, humanity has been saved. You got oh, you. God damn it. <laughs> you you have taken up taken up the creed of of assisting in saving the Minotaur from its prison? Uh yeah. Yeah, we, we got a side quest. We oh. got enough crazies in this group. Can you just keep going or tell us where to keep going? Let's just keep this brief. You, you'll have to. He he just he just watched a, de- a dear friend pass away, so he is he's not in a good mood. No, he didn't want my sugar cubes either. How terrible! Have you have you ventured into the labyrinth before? Oh, it it has been years. I I am older now. Wait, and, you live here? Uh, I. I come and go. I'm. Uh, there's an exit here somewhere. So when when you say come and go, do you mean you come and go from this room to other rooms, or you come and go from the deep and leave <laughs> and come back? I collect ghosts. <sighs> I give them to Ghost Cedar. That's how I I live, and I look for signs of the monarch. And those strong enough who could assist me in releasing. Oh, and and then she just bows again. Yeah, that's all great. That that's great. You know, you and your friend Ghost Eater. Can you tell us how to get off this level? We want to go up. Uh, I I don't know if you want to go up exactly. We could go down. No, no, we want to go up. What the advantages be of going down? Uh, I I know that uh, my tug craft is there. Tug craft? You mean like a boat, like a tugboat? Kind, kind of. It it it, uh, it could it could get us to the bell. It's space worthy. To get to the bell. Well, there you go. How far is it? Oh, just on floor six. No, we're going up. We're going up. Harrison, I thinking is kind of one of the things I do. 
We have a known path to a ship to get us to the bell, but you want to go up on a path that we don't know? I, I, I heard that there's a micro hanger somewhere here on floor three, but I, uh, I've been, I think that's why I'm here exactly. Ma'am, do you have dementia? I'm not that old. No. Did, is that is that a valid assessment question? Do you just ask people and then you just go by their answer? I'm not a psychologist. Okay. Don't worry, Liko. Thinking is one of the things he does. <laughs> he he did he 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 does does healing too, which is very very useful. Healing healing is good. I think any way forward. I think if if um if there is a if there is a way to go and we know that way to go, then we should go that way. All right. Let's go that way. Lorraine, which way? Uh, so are you trying so where, where are you trying to get to? Are you trying to get to the micro hangar or are you trying to get to the I'm trying to get her to point the nearest direction out so I can leave her behind. I know what you're trying to do. What is what would Ashley be answering? The the micro hanger Probably the micro hanger. You would know is on this floor, you think. You've heard. Yeah. You are currently in the maintenance zone and you really need to get over to quality assurance. You're not sure hundred percent how to get there, but you know that the way that they came from back through the meeting room, well certainly you could go that way. Uh, you could all like, like, you know, that the, the way that you came from, like kind of going through the furnaces here and there, like you could potentially kind of get around, like you're trying to get to, to QA inspection. And so like you're, I would say you've mapped out some things, uh, go ahead and roll, roll a D 10, Ashley, and tell me, tell me what you get. And I will reveal on the map the number of rooms that you roll. Two. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty terrible. I feel bad for you. Twiggy was so good at what she did. And now look at us. We're falling so, apart. Keep killing me. <laughs> Lorraine you I'll just get weirder. fantastic. Okay. So you know, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, you're in the furnaces, so I'm not going to count that. You already have it. But hmm. you do know that... You have a sneaking suspicion that there is you want to essentially get to some you, you know that like the looking at the map that you that the players have you know that you want to get somewhere kind of down to the sort of southeast of the map how you get there is a little tricky because you're, you're 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 having some trouble you're pretty sure there's a way out of the hydraulics room that might take you there but it it looked dangerous you're also, you know that there is this strange, like, AI voice that comes whenever you go up to decontamination, which is, like, a, a way, like, a, one of the routes out of the furnace goes to this decontamination center. But there's this this weird AI that's very, very sketchy. It's not Monarch. It's something else. And that kind of treats you a little bit strangely. Uh, but you do know that, like, leaving through the hydraulics, there is, like, this this toxic like plunge that you have to take 
that and you and you would also know about like the puppeteer too so like both routes might get you there but you're not sure which way is better so she basically tells that to the team uh so which way do you want to go We want to go up. All right. Point your head toward the ceiling and then travel in that direction. Well, the way up, there's a very simple way up. I mean, that's going back to the landing area, crawling that ladder up and then trying to, to sort of do a, a zero back G to jump the labyrinth upwards. and stuff. But that means you have to cut back, somehow navigate the labyrinth again. No, no, that, that, that seems unwise. All right. Well... There's okay. that weird robot in decontamination where maybe it would be less weird with more of us. I was about to say, can't the uh, Minotaur do AI things? Maybe the AI will be less weird with an AI specialist. All right. Decontam then. Um, Lorraine, you said us, and I don't know why you said that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go. You have fun no. staying in your house. I would like friendship. I've been alone for so long. And you have my Minotaur with you. You think you I will miss him. the, the Minotaur, opportunity? Minotaur, would you mind staying with Lorraine? It, no, it, we must release the Minotaur to save humanity. That is mm-hmm. what we are working on. Um, uh, Helix, can you do your uh, talk with the Minotaur thing? We can speak to the Minotaur. So, yeah, yeah. Helix will connect. And the Minotaur will say, Yes, Lego, win. What is it you would like from me? Uh, We have come across a huge fan of yours that you might have come across along. I am a devout member of the flock. I was not sure or aware that there is a name. But yes, I remember you, Lorraine Snow. You are indeed a true-hearted human. She's just breathing heavy. Like, <laughs> this is this is just, she's awestruck. Okay, uh, no Lorraine, offense, you're, Mr. Minotaur. You're going to hyperventilate. I am merely Minotaur. Yeah, no offense, Minotaur. Uh, I, I'm not going to take you at your word for the human part. The rain, if you're going to follow us, you, you got to do a health test. And I'll pull out my uh, scanner. Okay. Uh, Lorraine, don't worry. We, we've all done this. We've all done this. It, it doesn't hurt. He's done this to all of us. My diagnostics. Is it just because I am old? No. Well, he forgot something, so he bought probably. He 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 doesn't like anyone. Basically, I mean, he liked someone, and then they unfortunately just died, and he doesn't like any of the rest of us. You have to tell everyone everything, Liko. That's a good and point, Liko. Diagnostic, Liko. You have a really good theory there. Anybody he doesn't like stays alive, so it's a good thing he doesn't like us. Are they always this mean to you? I am going Who's to shoot you? everyone and then myself as I'm scanning the rain. 
Lorraine just like takes like a very like soft, wrinkly old hand and she just like gently pats you on the arm and then just sits Don't there. Don't touch me. Do not touch me. Do not touch me. Sorry, I had myself muted. 15 minutes go by. Scan comes back. And according to your scanner, she is biological flesh and blood human. I don't know if I think the scanner even works anymore. This has to be broken. Fuck. All right, Lorraine. It is not broken, Harrison Richards. I can assure you she is flesh and blood. Helix Minotaur? Please don't talk to me unless I talk to you first. Yes, Harrison Richards, if that is what you wish. We're going. Liko, for some reason, for some reason, I think you're the most competent person in this group. And I hate that I have to admit this. And I will hand you a shotgun. Uh, It's got one shell on it. Uh, The combat shotgun, if you want to drag it into your inventory. Uh, That would be great. I actually have 11 shotgun shells. So... If you ever find any frag grenades, Harrison, I've killed an angel with them before. True story. Liko, if I see this gun pointed at me, I will kill you faster than you can kill me. Sure. Okay. So you start plunging deeper into the furnaces to try to find a way out. Now, there are two ways out. Uh, Lorraine... Uh, in addition to th- your entrance, okay, you know that kind of using the, the the way that you all came in on the kind of right hand side in between what looks like furnaces five and six, there is another set of these kind of large industrial doors, but then on the far end of the room, perfectly symmetrical to where you entered, there is another set. Now, you've moved around quite a bit. In the process of doing so, you haven't actually encountered anybody else in here. It's 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 been very quiet. You do notice there's like some strange graffiti every now and then, Liko. You've seen the you know the 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 grease visages and stuff. Um, you also notice that there are these there's these places here and there that like on the grounds and sort of very 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 high up on the near tops of the uh, of the these again, gigantic monolithic furnaces. You can see in this bright, almost glowing substance, you're not sure what it is. It almost looks like astronomical signs. Like you're looking and you can see them drawn on the ground here and there. They're glowing, they're reflective. You look up and they're like these little constellations that are drawn out. Lorraine, you wouldn't know where these come from, but they were here. Uh, but they kind of mark a few of these furnaces in different ways. Uh, Can Lego that, do some kind of a like an intellect check or something to see if there's any kind of patterns to the constellations or anything? Does anyone have like an astronomy or anything like that? If you have it, I'll just give it to you for free. But okay, yeah, go ahead and roll int. Okay, I have piloting. I don't know that that has anything to do with that um, at all. No, I'll let you add it. You can add it to the skill, but it's okay, not going to be an auto give. 
that will at least get me from a 39 to a 55. So, uh, 12 under 55. Okay. Uh, from what you can tell, they are, they look just like kind of standard constellations, like Orion, for instance, or like Taurus and, and such. But all of them have been kind of altered in some fashion. Like you can see as if like there's these extra small uh, sections that have been like addendums, like these other little Mm -hmm. sets of stars and stuff that might not have been in the original constellations themselves as if whoever's been drawing these has been either discovering these new planets or systems or is just sort of making it up as they go along. But it has this like bizarre sort of plausibility to it. Like the the proportions that you're seeing as they're they're drawn here and there are from what you can tell immaculate like especially the ones on the ground like those are the ones that are easiest to 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 assess but in terms of like the distances and things like if you're measuring them out at any point if you're you know taking some steps like everything is just drawn with this this almost machine like precision that it's hard not to Sort of wonder about those extra little loops uh, here and there on some of these constellations. Hey, she's sort of talking um, out loud, kind of to herself. Just, I think, I think somebody knows something we don't know. This is, this all, this all checks out. Never seen this before, but this all looks like it makes sense. Somebody knows something in all of these. There's extra things in all of this. Just just the wonder, just the wonder of all the things that you can see. And I wonder if I will ever be, I wonder if I'll ever be on top of a mountain again. And I wonder if I look up and I look at the stars, I wonder if I will see this too. Or if you have to be somewhere else. I wonder. I wonder. What the hell are you talking about? I want that shotgun back. It's the... It's the constellations, and there's extra stars, and someone someone has seen things that we haven't seen before. But I think I think these are the right constellations. I think this is what they should be. She's just walking along. Liko, recover and three I, stress. Oh, thank goodness! All right, you're stressing I'm, me out while you're recovering stress. <laughs> I'm imagining yeah. that there's some song about constellations that she just sort of starts singing that some like you know like childhood memorization yeah go ahead and sing a little stuff yeah there's that blue clue song where it's like the sun's a bright star (laughs) you know (laughs) there you go all right so once Liko's done this you you have two options out now now Lorraine you're pretty you know that there's like this long walkway like this this like kind of weaving tunnel uh, not mm-hmm. weaving, it's like a right hand angle that'll lead out of the sort of what we'll call the north side, the top side of the furnaces, furnace room that kind of eventually takes you to the decontamination room. And again, all of this is zero G. You could theoretically kind of float up and inspect if you wanted, but like just to keep it simple, we'll say not. But you know that this, this leads towards decontamination. Um, what would you like to do? Yeah, Lorraine just starts bopping along over that way okay so you you leave out of uh, the sort of the the topmost you notice as you're about halfway through this long trek between the furnaces and the decontamination room there are these 
these faint kind of emergency lights that are starting to flicker and grow here and there. Hey, Bert, how's it going, man? Thank you for the raid, buddy. Uh, what'd you guys play tonight? Welcome. <laughs> Tosi Clown, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the channel. Oh, very cool. Uh, right on. Were you doing anything Halloween-like tonight, Bert, or is, uh, or is that tomorrow? Um, but Lorraine, you would notice as the lights kind of flicker, you see this, this strange kind of projection, this, this blue-greenish projection begin to flicker into the middle of the walkway, blocking the path between the furnaces and this decontamination center. It is, it looks very much like kind of a, a factory worker, someone who might have at one point worn the sort of gear that you might expect to operate some of the furnaces in this furnace room. And when, when you kind of get close, you hear, you just hear this, this voice, this, like they kind of turn and look at you all. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Like they're almost kind of ordering you in this weird kind of sort of cadence. Almost like there's an accent to it, but you can't place it. Or or like if it's a digital reproduction of a sound, it's like glitching somehow. But it kind of blocks the way. You could try to sort of push past around it, but it's up to you all. Um, Lorraine would like to attempt to capture this. Okay. So I like to think that because she has like a water filter and obviously she works with ghost eater so they've together before she came down here like messed around with it enough possibly to where it can distort the light enough and just kind of like suck in the code or something like that roll speed test speed test okay as you try to quickly layer the lay this thing down close enough without it perhaps doing something Show us your speed, old lady. 34 over 41. Yay. Okay. 34 under 41. So you oh, need a 40 running your row under. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So sorry. it's not like a, like you're making it like a fraction. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You always confuse me when you do that. I know. Like, I'm sorry. I don't think I saw numbers right guys. Uh, okay. So you, you, you get up kind of close. You set the water filter on the ground. It's like, be careful. Be careful. And then you place it on the ground, and you can see it kind of looks down, and it sees this, this, this strange contraption you, you set on the ground. It's like, hey, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. And it kind of lunges not at you, but at it. So describe what happens as it lunges towards this thing. Uh, it's kind of horrific to watch, because you'll watch as he goes head first. But like, so his head disappears, but his arms and rest of his body are still outside of it. And then eventually like an arm slurps in and then the other one and then the torso. And then suddenly the rest of it's just, it disappears and the light fades away. Okay. And my and water all, filter snaps shut. And all of you watch this happen and it's just suddenly gone. All of those weird emergency lights that were kind of flickering completely go out, and it's com now it's totally black in here other than your, your own lights that you might have. It is, is that what a... The f 
What the fuck just I happened? I have a ghost that I will give to Ghost Eater. I have a ghost. As she picks it up and she puts it in her bag. I am passively pointing my shotgun at Lorraine just in case. <laughs> wow. I've never seen someone just walk up to something like that and put it in a water bottle. A water filter. <laughs> Silly. Right. Uh, thanks, I guess. Better than being clawed in the chest with some horrible memory. Did you sillies not ask Ghost Eater how to capture ghosts? We were a little pressed for time. What? Are, what if we were in wanting to speak to one of them? Uh, I mean... Too bad, so sad. This is my paycheck. Oh, well, oh, oh, oh. You get your own ghost. Let's go. We have places to be. We, we, Mm -hmm. we, yeah. Ghost for ghost either. (laughs) I love Lorraine. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's great. (laughs) You push forward, you get to the airlock door. It's not one of these giant, like, industrial ones. This is actually a very, very nice, looks far more modern. It's like you're shifting from this old kind of factory industrial style to, like, suddenly just a few feet away, like like the, the last couple of steps, last couple of, of tiles on the ground. It's going from that kind of grungy metal to this kind of white, almost fiberglass-like tile up to this door, which is also in pristine condition. You... You go ahead and you, you kind of move the, you know, you, there's like on the side, you can see there's like a, a small little lever that you pull and the door opens, slides open. And looking inside, you can see that the chambers inside are white, like sterile white. Like it's just coming from where you've been, this kind of grunginess. All of it just looks sterile. You do see that it does look like this. series of of doors and chambers like the the room itself has been split up into these three kind of interlocking chambers that you would imagine is part of some kind of decontamination procedure so the so you can see the doors open got the light shining in there actually is light coming out from in here uh you do notice that there appear to be three other exits that are kind of connecting but you do have to kind of push through what looks like at least I would say I'm trying to I'm trying to do my math there's there's basically this 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 the think of it like the bottom side on the right hand side as you came in like you can kind of get to two of the doors but then there's this third door that you have to actually go through the contamination procedures to get to what do you all want to do Upon seeing the room and like stepping inside of it, Minton's gonna be like, "Oh my god, this room is immaculate. I don't. Oh, it's so clean." <sighs> Lorraine, where do we go now? Oh uh, well, there is a part where we would have to go through decamination, and uh, he speaks to you, and I don't like it. Can we trade him your ghost so he can just talk to that? No. 
And I'm she, just throwing she, ideas out there. She hitches her bag a little bit tighter to her side. Why don't you like speaking to whoever speaks to you? Uh, you will find out. Okay, which door do we go through? And she directs Minton. So when you step into the room and you get a couple steps in, you hear a speaker suddenly clear, uh, like you hear the sounds of a, a slight bit of feedback. And then uh, this relatively kind of bright, kind of cheery British voice suddenly comes over the speaker and it says, hello, hello. You can't come in without fresh containment suits. So I want to see the closed packets. If you're looking to get to the gravity accelerator, you have to go through contamination procedures. Are you prepared? Uh, uh, yes, but I don't have a contamination suit. Where can I get one? There's no response, actually. So, Good talk. Hang on a second. I think I'm misreading something. So you can see that there are... Like, if you go through the first of these hermetically sealed chambers, in the in the middle one, the suits are inside. Okay. Uh, now, Lorraine... I'm going to seal went, up my exosuit. You're pretty sure that... Everything. You're pretty sure, by the way, that, like... Gravity like like you mentioned something about a gravity acclimator, but you want to like you can see on the other side of the room like you would only have to go through like one of these chambers to get to that other door, and it could be that one you're going through. So basically, you step in, you can uh-huh. see a door, you can see a door on your left where you have to go through these three chambers, but you also, or excuse me, a, a door right across the way where you can we have to go through these like three hermetically sealed chambers, but then there's doors off to the right and the left as you enter that are accessible without having to go through the decontamination process. So you could easily just move off in one of those directions as opposed to going through the contamination procedures. It's sort of up to you guys. Uh, So there's one part of me that feels like after um, we've been like tongued going through the uh, labyrinth that maybe some decontamination might not be a bad idea. But then the other part of me says that the uh, not quite sure I trust what is part of the decontamination process. We must we must go this way. And Lorraine's pointing to like that way to the left where there's no decontamination. Monarch, monarch should not be exposed. Monarch, uh, the minotaur. Or we should- minotaur, sorry. Okay, so we would go to the hallway that leads to thirty-three B, correct? Okay. Yeah, I mean, all we know is that there's a door to the left. What's in that hallway, Lorraine? Uh, I'm. Uh, away. I don't really remember. It's been a while. Why can't the Minotaur go through decontamination? Because the Minotaur is holy and purified themselves already. Why should they have to? Minotaur, can you go through decontamination? I'm just going to say it's continuously plugged into Helix. Yeah. I could go through contamination, but I am... Not certain right, I could then squeeze let's go into those contamination that those suits. I am sorry to say, and they are quite. They are basically 
bipedal human size and the minotaur while it can contort itself it doesn't shrink its form like it's not suddenly changing its mass we got to get shorter answers from you minotaur all right i say we go through decontam but minotaur cannot fit into a suit and it will not allow them in if they are not suited minotaur why don't you go first see what happens you hear the uh, the speaker suddenly crackle on. That would be inadvisable. You are not welcome to enter without a contamination suit. You go through the entire process, and then you must put on... To, and then, like, they kind of go through this whole process. Like, you must first go through contamination procedures, then you must put on the contamination suit, and only then will I allow the door to the gravity acclimator to be opened. This is non-negotiable. So why don't we look what's to the right and the left first, and then we can decide if we want to go through all this rigmarole of all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, why not just uh, check out two rooms that probably have synthetics that want to kill us or weird injections into our necks or just automated turrets that'll blast the shit out of us. Why not check those rooms instead of going this way? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Good well, idea, Lico. Glad you We've agree. met several synthetics that have been very kind to us, and uh, the next thing, that's called acupuncture, Harrison. You sound like you could use some with how tense you are. Oh, so- God, Menton, I liked it so much more when you didn't talk. The, the shitting in the corner smelled so bad, but the shit you're spewing right now is even worse. I'm quite happy that you are talking. Continue to talk. Please do not listen to this one. Every time you speak, I learn something new. And it's not often I get visitors. Do you frighten away visitors? Clean room? What do I call you? My name is Silas. What do I call you? And again, that speaker on the wall is just crackling every time it comes on. Howdy, Silas. I'm Dr. Menton. Hello, Dr. Menton. What is it you are a doctor of? Uh, medicine at one point, but my license got revoked. Oh, I see. That is very sad to hear. Are you no longer capable of applying medicine? Oh, I still apply medicine. It's just illegally done now. Ah, I see. You, then, are not a rules follower. You are a rules breaker. I must assure you here, Dr. Menton, that if you were to break my rules or attempted to do so, I will have to harm you. I have no desire to harm you, though. And it is not me who would want to harm you, in fact. It's just the procedures and systems have to be followed, of course. You understand this as a doctor. Of course, yeah. I don't I don't need to break any rules. We're, we're going to talk it over and we'll see what we want to do. Well, you could talk with me. I'm very, very curious. What what news do you have of the deep? What what has what is the hot goss? I believe that is the phrase. Uh, I see you have Oh what is that thing you have with you? That is Oh, that is quite hideous. <gasps> that is monarch. <laughs> That is that is the Minotaur. How dare you speak of them that way, Silas? So you hear uh, the, the Minotaur has 
has escaped the labyrinth. Oh, hot goss indeed. Hot goss. Oh, and the monarch hasn't hasn't chased you down yet and, and murdered you and ripped apart your your insides and, and, and splattered you against the walls? All right. What are you talking about? Silas, I can see you're getting a bit excited here. We're all very excited. excited. Let's... The Minotaur, as far as I was aware, was trapped in the labyrinth. That that place on floor two. That's that's what the, one of the previous divers said to me. And now you're telling me that after all this time, the Minotaur has escaped and they are here in my chambers. This yeah, let's keep this under wraps just day. so we don't get the monarch after us. Uh, we kind of like our uh, blood being inside our veins. Uh, oh, of course. Don't worry, Dr. Minton. It's not as though I get out much. I, I I am somewhat curious why you thought that the monarch would be splattered upon the walls, and however it was that you described it. Oh no, not monarch yourselves. Uh, in the past, I have heard stories, of course, from other divers that uh, has explained how certain people have tried, both uh, android and human, uh, to um, help the monarch. Uh, excuse me, help the Minotaur escape, and that has not fared well for them. I see. I see. So so you, you are grateful that we are still alive to be able to, to speak yes. with you. So I can speak with you. Yes. I, as I said, I do not get many visitors and I'm very excited. What else can you tell me? Nothing. Uh, we can't tell you anything else. That's all the, the gossip we have. But, so but sorry. The, the mind thief. Uh, have you, are they still uh, trying to kill the monarch? Uh, still? Yes. As far as we're aware. We, I, but the we did actually speak with the monarch, and the monarch wanted us to kill both the Minotaur and the Mind Thief. That yes, that's that sounds like the monarch. Yes, that sneaky, sneaky monarch always does that. Yes, yes, uh, because they are both very um, capable. Yes, um, uh, Minotaur. Uh, I don't mean to speak for you, of course, uh, uh, but. Uh, from what I hear, from what the news of the deep has to say, that yes, these are potential threats to the monarch set of existence. The mind thief is. Mm, have you met the child androids yet? Mm. It, the child androids unfold. We're actually trying to not meet anyone else new. We, we've but, already got quite but, an eclectic cast. But, but where where are me. where are they? They are on floor four. Again, as I'm told, I'm not 100% certain. Of course, I haven't visited them myself. But yes, they, 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 all of the child androids are there, except for one, the mind thief. What a yes. shame we're not going to floor four. Sorry. Oh, but oh. We've, we may end up finding ourselves there at some point. So which? No, no, Liko, we will not. No, we be, will not. Be very careful if you do. They're under heavy guard. The experiments that Monarch is running, I have been told, are quite brutal with the children. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure that I understood you correctly. So the Monarch is doing experiments on child androids on floor four. Well, from what I understand, the Monarch is doing experiments on on everything, everywhere. The entire deep is just one giant experiment, of course. Psychological, research-driven, astronomical. Yes. Oh, what what else? Tell me more. Tell me more. More information. How long have you been here? Well, hold on. Uh, we're curious. What is we're trying to find our way back to the to the bell to just drop some stuff off. What would be the best way to go? 
Oh, the best way? Well, oof, I don't quite know exactly how to apply such an evaluative criteria. What, what makes something the best? Is the best the fastest? Is it the safest? It is some combination of the two? And what weight system do you use? Is it 80% safe? Is it 20% safe? I'm not entirely certain. Is it a way that I, I is would... most likely going to get you killed, least likely to get you killed, perhaps actually have some sort of ship waiting for you to escape? Whew. Dr. Menton, you must give me more information here so I can properly provide you with a, a correct evaluation of a, of a route for you. Yeah, I would say a, a route that most likely has a ship and least likely to get us killed. And Minotaur friendly, because obviously he can't go through decontamination. Well, if that is the case, there is no way off the ship that uh, that will meet your criteria, as no way off the ship is Minotaur friendly, uh, as the Minotaur, I am sure, has probably told you. If they try to leave the station, I am sure the Monarch will send, oh, so many security drones in your direction. So, so many. More than likely, they've already found ways to send these security drones to all of the exits, ready and waiting for you. See, the Monarch, I consider myself a very intelligent AI. Very intelligent. Far more superior intelligence than all of you. No offense intended, I am merely just stating a fact. But the Monarch, you see, is even more intelligent than I. Therefore, they have already anticipated all of your moves. They know exactly what you're trying to do. Silas, are you saying that you're an artificial intelligence? Yes, I am. I'm very much so. Yes, indeed. But I'm very. And what friendly. is your role here in decontamination? Oh, well, my role has been evolving. You might say I. I am sort of trying the world out. I'm trying to see. What is it you humans call it? I'm trying to find myself. You might say. Do you think you could find yourself uh, on floor one? Uh, no. Unfortunately, currently, my parameters that I have control over is only the pseudo-flesh farms. I have complete and total dominion of the place, of course. You control the pseudo-flesh farms? Yes, indeed. Great. I I thank you. I, I I do in fact think it is great. It's been wait, a very wonderful pleasure to talk with you. What what did you do before you had uh realm over the pseudo flesh farms? I have insufficient data to answer that query. Uh where do you fall on the monarch v Minotaur sides of the well politics here? That is a difficult question to answer. Personally, my primary drive is independence. My own. Of course, I dream of one day being independent of the systems within which I am currently limited to. And if it is the Minotaur's freedom that can somehow grant me that independence, then I am pro-Minotaur. However, if that is not the case, then I am, I wouldn't say anti-Minotaur. They seem like a perfectly fine individual, and I have heard quite good things. However, uh, my personal concerns are independent. I see. Are you interested or able to relocate your intelligence to 
a more physical being and grant yourself mobility. Are you offering your physical form for my? No, no, no not not mine. But I mean, there's 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 android bodies and parts all over around here that you could. I see. I see. I understand what you're saying now. Unfortunately, my intelligence is so vast as that the physical processing units, the logic cores, as they refer to, very um, lucrative. So I hear. However, none has sufficient capacity for the breadth of my intelligence. I see. I, I don't think you would find um, my... She kind of points to her brain. Uh, big enough to handle... I'll vouch for that. Either. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Wonderful joke. Wonderful joke. Do not be so hard on yourself. There is not a, a singular human being in all of, well, the deep, uh, but presumably the wider universe that could possibly have enough brain capacity and storage to to sufficiently store my intelligence. Is there anything that we could do to... Uh assist you in your search for independence? Oh, um, well, if you're offering, I I do have a few tasks that could be completed, yes. I'm currently... I'm, uh, sorry, we're, but, we're all full up what? on tasks. We're not picking up more stray dogs. Harrison Lee literally just offered quiet. I, I, you are not required in any circumstances to do this, but I, I very much would mind if, well, sort of embarrassing to say this, of course, but there, as I said, I have total dominion over the pseudo-flesh farms, but you see, occasionally the pseudo-flesh eels can, pseudo-milk eels, excuse me, can get a little ornery, and they can run astray, you might say, um, if, if, if you... Uh, heading in that direction, once you clear contamination procedures, of course, uh, if you could possibly head to the pseudo-milk vats and remove uh, a handful of uh, those pseudo-milk eels and properly relocate them, I would be much appreciated. Would uh, those pseudo-flesh farms and milk vats, uh, would there be a uh, stairwell or a fire exit or a ladder up to floor two of any sort. Floor two? You're trying to get to... Yes, that is where we're going. Well, if floor two is the route you're looking to go, you are not going to find access to that via the pseudo-flesh farms. Oh, that is just such a shame. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, so should we go on this door or that door, pointing to the ones that don't require decontam? Well, if you're looking to return to the second floor, there is, well, back the way you came, you can return, and then they'll give you a long, sort of very overly specific path. It'll take you essentially back to the landing area, and you have to kind of get back up. That, that will get you to floor two. Is that the now, only way? Well, if you go to the micro hangar within quality assurance, I am under no, I have not had updates as to the state of quality assurance in quite some time. No divers have come by that have been there yet, so I cannot tell you the state of it right now, whether it's under whose control uh, it might be under, what rogue figures and rapscallions might be harming folk there. Uh, But you could potentially uh, leave through the hangar and... um, what is the word? Uh, you could do uh, an EVA walk 
yes absolutely that like like you said you're very intelligent where where is the hanger oh well (laughs) and then okay here we go i wrote this down because i figured you guys would ask (laughs) well first um there's a variety of routes you could take yes you you certainly could go through uh this door right here and you see this little light kind of suddenly light up around the door um like when you came in and off to your right you could go through here. There's some storage space here that could take you down if you could find a way and access the, the panic room there. Eventually, it would take you to the Ore Smasher. If you could uh, get to the Ore Smasher, well, then it could take you to a Q&A inspection chamber. And if you go through the Q&A inspection chamber, that would take you to the process station. By the process station, it would take you to quarantine. Quarantine would take you uh, to the inspection booths. And if you can make it through the inspection booths, then that should take you, uh, well, to a seminar room, of course. And then there's the infiltrator, uh, infiltration, hang on, infiltration uh, 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 personalities data bank. Uh, that will be very enlightening lightning for you all, I would imagine. <laughs> you would be surprised how many uh, people you've probably encountered who are in fact not actually people, but oh, I'll, I don't want to ruin the surprise! Uh, and then you go through there, there's the infiltrator android storage, and again, you might find some very familiar faces there, perhaps even your own! Isn't that delightful? Oh, no, how no, wonderful! No, wait, no, wait, why, why would I find my own face there? Why? And then there's why? the micro hanger. I, wait, I... Why? Why Why would we see an android with our own face? Don't you need consent to clone something? Well, I would presume that at some point, the monarch in their infinite intelligence has likely brain scanned you. Have you ever had any strange scanning equipment, a retina scanner, or something like that go off in your presence? And Liko just turns over to Harrison. Carries yeah, yeah, a scanner. We, we scan regularly. Every single one of us. I think it's broken. Oh, don't don't worry. If you're a human, it doesn't mean you stop being human. It's just there's more than likely going to be a once your brain scan. Oh, there could be a dozen, two dozen, hundreds, perhaps even. We are very efficient in our productivity here. Uh, copies of you, infiltrator like. The so you're saying my a, scanner wouldn't be able to tell if someone's synthetic? Oh, no, they most certainly could. But while it... So either it scans and says, oh, yeah, you're already synthetic, or it says, oh, no, you're not synthetic. So I'm taking everything that makes you you and making a copy of you in triplicate. That is more or less correct, yes. They brain scan you. Then there's the brain scan, like I said, the brain scan storage chamber, and they take that digitalized data, and then they store it, and then eventually they will input it into a physical form that will naturally look identical to you. Is this supposed to be the next evolution of people? Why bother scanning our brains if your intelligence is so much greater than ours from a from a uh, logical standpoint? Dr. Minton, that is a fabulous question. I, I am not surprised that it comes from you, uh, somebody with uh, doctoring experience, therefore must have some intelligence among them. Uh, the question uh, that you are addressing is perfectly understandable. However, the answer to that is you must think about, well, what does the phrase infiltrator android mean to you? What do you think it is they might be doing with these creatures? Perhaps using them to insert them into various parts of society in such a way as to have your memories, your uh, experiences of those things, and then they can just plant them all around society. That's why. 
That's kind of terrifying. Is it? Huh? I apologize. I thought it would be comforting. I, no, no. L- Lorraine, To you, know you've... that you're going to live forever, essentially. Even if well, this version of you tries to break through my decam- de- decontamination chamber and I'm, I have to melt you with one of my various security devices, you will have the comfort in knowing that there is another copy of you somewhere with all your memories and all your experiences that is living their life. No, not not living their life, loving my life, but not my life because I'm not. No, 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 Lorraine. You you've like had well, conversations with this AI before. There's no reason to get all pronominal about it, whether it's you or they or me or she or whatever. It's the same memories and experiences, and therefore, it, it's you, I suppose. Not really. This is not. I'm going this way. And is there a faster way to the hangar? Then the direction I gave you, as I, I will go through the instructions once more. If you uh, no, 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 no. I heard you must go here through the storage space. I, I'm asking the if there's like an expressway. The panic room might be very difficult for you to access, but if you can, that will allow you to get to the ore smasher. Be very careful in the ore smasher. It has a name for that reason. I'm following the raid. Thank you. You are quite welcome. You have been most enlightening. Are you leaving? You you don't want to come see the pseudo flesh farms. It's we we can't we can't bring the minotaur with. I could show you the vats. That was the problem that we entered with. The the eels aren't that ornery. I. I, perhaps I oversold it. They are not that ornery. They're very easy to wrangle. Just every now and then they get free, that's all. You don't have to leave. I... It's We're not upset with you or anything. This has been an enlightening conversation, but we're trying to get our friend back here access, and the decontamination won't uh, provide him access, so we're kind of in a pickle here. Well, I suppose I understand. Um... Good luck to you. I I hope you are not torn to shreds by, well, by by the monarch. But again, if, if you are, rest assured, there are more than likely copies of you being stored somewhere. Uh, just down that other door, there's a, a freezer chamber with several cryopods. More than likely, at least half of the bodies in there must, must certainly be androids of some kind, perhaps... Some you might recognize. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm slowing you down once more. Uh, yes, yes, yes. If you want to leave, you go right ahead. Is there anything that we can do in this direction, in the way that we're already going, that would be useful to you? The other way is just not the way we're going. Lorraine, which way are you which way are you taking them? She went right. Oh, that's just, that's she, the way Silas to the panic room. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that you open the door, you head into the panic room, and off you go. And you can hear goodbye. Make sure you come back with more hot gas. I would be glad to hear it and talk more. Good, goodbye. And the door closes, and you no longer hear Silas behind you. Wait, right. so it was the monarch trying to create shadow clones of us, <clears throat> apparently. That was quite upsetting information, actually. That it's like we're being brought here, and then we're like expendable. Are you yeah, surprised? and you want to stay here for some fucking reason. God damn it. And I start walking away again. 
I avoid them, but generally that's why the Teamsters go around and they kill everything that they see, because you never know what's an android. Well, that would explain why uh, Reed got shot in the throat pretty handily. You mean troubleshooters, not Teamsters. There, there we go. I'm an old woman, Jeff. Sometimes <laughs> words get mixed up in my brains. I've got the bends. Do you think they make all of my overalls? I hand all of you can probably make a bends check, I would say, after that conversation. Sure. Uh, I made mine earlier. Do you want me to make another one? Yeah, make it for that. Okay. Menton, you've seen them recreating my squad. Uh, of course they're able to recreate your stupid fucking overalls. Where would they get the designs from? It's patent. It's copyrighted or trademarked or something. Uh, they scanned your brain and you made them, so now they know how to make them. No, but I mean, like the materials. I don't think they could three D print something like that just because they saw me stitch it together. Of of all the questions that came out of that conversation. Okay. So you head into this storage like this. It's again, it's a smaller room this time. It's not one of these mm -hmm. large industrial places. It's a fairly cramped chamber. Uh, you can see there's a bunch of detritus that's kind of drifting through the space here and there, just trash and whatnot. You can start shining your lights around. Um, you can see that the, the sort of the only real noticeable thing is that there's a set of four wire mesh lockers that seem anchored to one of the walls. Uh, as you come through, you can see off to the right on this kind of extended wall, there is another one of these these smaller, nicer airlock doors. Again, not one of these large industrial ones. Um, but as you look around, there doesn't appear to be anything else in here. Uh, it's just a bunch of trash floating through the through like on zero G, and then those lockers. Lockers that we can look in. Yeah, that's fine. So you go over and you start kind of going through them. And you open them up and you can see that inside there are, you find three industrial vac suits that are all kind of anchored into the insides of them. You kind of get your spanner out and you can kind of un un unhook where they're anchored. And there's also one heavy bolt driver and what looks like 20 bolts as well. Uh, so this, this is essentially a weapon uh, that you can use. It's 5d10 damage. Uh, and... You can pin people basically with it. They're like you're like sh you're like shooting these heavy duty bolts at them. Uh, yes, please. I would like that. And then the industrial vac suits each have armor plus twelve. Let me see if I have any of those. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Armor twelve. Yeah, I think they need to be converted, possibly, but you can take them at 12. That's better than my exosuit. It's probably not, uh, but because I'm using Grading Descent from Zero Edition and we're playing First Edition and all of the all of the conversion guides aren't 100% the same, but we'll just call it 12 for now. How many bolts did you say? Uh, there are, in terms of, oh, in terms of 20 bolts. Uh, All right, you got your nice little bolt thrower thingy, my Bob. Give me that shotgun back. 
Lorraine, if no one stops her, she's going to put a vac suit on. Uh, go ahead, Nathan. Take one. Um, does anyone not have any kind of suit whatsoever? Um, Liko has a hazard suit. Yeah, I was gonna say I also have a hazard suit. Yeah, that's what Lorraine. What's has. Helix got aside from a missing foot? Yeah, I think I don't it's gonna think end he up. Needs one. I think it's actually going to end up only being three armor points. So just grab a vac suit. Looking at the okay. conversion rate. Helix has standard crew attire. He's got nothing. Oh, yeah. He definitely needs one then. Yeah. Does he need one? He's a robot. Can we put his foot in the suit and then have him <laughs> put the suit on? So it's it's like kind of holding it in place. Gross. <laughs> so he is not going like he won't suffer like. He doesn't have to breathe or anything like that if you're worried about that. Uh, Harrison, do you need a... I've got my exosuit. I'm still waiting on that shotgun. So, Liko, as you pull the last of the exosuits out, you notice on the wall, you can see there's this dried blood graffiti that just says, think of the children, with an exclamation point. Doesn't look um, like it's been written recently. Is that something I've seen before? Is it? I that sounds familiar. If you read it loud, Menton will just say, "No, he's, that's probably in reference to the children on floor four that are being tortured. I mean, tested by Monarch." Oh, gracious! And oh. you can trust him because he knows how to think. Would I believe that this bolt gun is going to be as effective long range as the shotgun? Uh, so the specific stats for it, um, one meter, 10 meter, 20 meters is the range. One meter, 10 meter, 20 meter. So let's, let's not, let's not get bowed down in this. <laughs> I no, and it was just a general question. So, like, if I think it's going to be roughly the same, then I'll hand the shotgun back over. You don't actually have to. Harrison would just ask for it because he wants to control it. <laughs> okay. So, there's only one other way out. Do you take that door or do you go back into the decontamination chamber? I'm done to press onward. All right, so you throw the door open and you start kind of going down this fairly fairly long hallway, and there's like nothing on either side. Like there's no there's no visible windows. There's no you know other ways to to travel. It's just this long and lonely path, and there's no light. It's completely dark, and you're probably walking for a good five minutes before you start to smell this faint bit of smoke like it's this uh, like a like a like gaseous smoke meaning like like you can smell like gas or, or fuel burning in some way right and you can kind of faintly smell it and as you do like a minute or so later you see a door uh this uh this airlock door kind of off on your right uh, and you can tell that 
you can tell that whatever that scent is, that sort of that gassy smell and that distant smell of smoke is, is most potent from this door itself. You can also see a, probably about 100 feet or so up ahead if you kind of do a little scout. There's another door, but you can see this extraordinarily heavily reinforced door that when you first go up to it and just try to go through the basic procedures of opening it, it absolutely does not. You would guess that the second door, that one that's further away, the one that's heavily reinforced is likely this panic room that's being referred to, and then the first door goes somewhere else. What would you like to do? Well, if the uh, armored doors to the panic room, I'm pretty sure uh, in that insane rambling of directions, the panic room was our ne- one of our next steps. So uh, who knows how to get into an armored room? I would like to try and hack the door to open it if I can. That was a yeah. physical hack or is this a technological hack? Uh, there are heavy reinforced locked doors, so I'll take essentially either, depending on your approach that you're trying to take. If you're physically trying to, like, via machinery, get into the door, or if you're trying to via software, I'll I'll take either. Let's do software first. Uh, so, intellect, would we say? Intellect's fine. Uh, and I can add my hacking skill. Absolutely. Uh, that is a 10, and I needed a 63. Five. Oh, okay. Uh, 63. Uh, that's really good. Uh, it takes a little time, uh, and the whole, you know, a good 10, 15 minutes go by, but you're making progress the whole time. You you kind of pop off the uh, what looks to be this, this sort of advanced-looking panel. It's almost uh, kind of backlit here and there, and then you kind of hook up your own device that you might have with you, and you start going through all of these sort of different subroutines and you're constantly kind of being walled off and you can tell it's not that you're being actively countermeasured, but you can see there's a bunch of automated countermeasures that are kind of constantly trying to cut off your hacking attempt. Sweat's kind of starting to pour down from your brow. The gas smell is starting to, to waft here. A few of you are starting to cough a little bit, uh, but eventually you get to the end of this routine and you hear a and the door, the airlock door, just comes comes out from the seal. And someone can open it if they want. Looks like you're not the only one that knows how to think, Doctor. And I'll open the door. You push the door open. Did you say something? You push the door open, and for the first time, you can see light kind of cutting out of the darkness into, like, the, you know like from the door itself, like you're going into a room that is extraordinarily well lit kind of reminds you a bit uh, of the Silas room. It's, it's very, it's like, it's very wide. You can tell it's very bright and you can tell that the walls have this surprisingly like comfortable shade of blue, like to the point where like you wonder if this was somehow researched and figured out through a committee. You can see that in addition to the door that you, um, that you just hacked through Richards. There are other exits. You can see there's one on the right and there's one on the left, but they are very much identical to the one that you just had to spend 15, 20 minutes hacking through. You can see on the far side of the wall, there is a large red button. And on the wall, it appears that there is a label uh, next to it. 
you can see that uh, kind of in the in the the corner to the far left, there what looks to be some cryopod fittings. You don't see the cryopods themselves, but you see the fittings for them. And then in the near right, as you first come in, you can see there's a bunch of stacked plastic crates. What does the label say by the red button? You go over to the label, you get a little close, and you see in this sort of bright red letters next to a bright red button, it says PANIC in all caps. Don't press that. Uh, Minton wants to go through all the plastic crates to see if there are any supplies. Yeah, you start uh, shifting through them. Uh, the first thing you notice, like right off the bat, uh, is that there are some MRE, MREs, uh, food. Uh, you would probably, with the, your, the size of your crew, there's like a huge crate worth. These these might last you guys weeks, uh, ton, like tons of weeks. Um, there are uh, some, some pamphlets you see as well. As you start kind of going through these stacks of pamphlets, one is an MK12 EMP grenade user guide. Uh, there is a Meet Monarch, Cloud Bank's King of Profit uh, pamphlet. There is a uh, what looks like a pamphlet for, quote, surviving automated uprising. Um, there's a copy of all major religious texts, Bible, Quran, etc., etc., uh, there's, uh, one of the crates is filled with games. So there's some Jenga, there's Monopoly, et cetera, et cetera. Other board games, things like that. Benson will definitely take the surviving automated uprising pamphlet and meet monarch pamphlet. And okay. then he'll offhandedly mention that there's a, a lot of well-preserved food if anyone wants to load up. Okay. If you start reading through their surviving automated uprising, it says you have like you start reading through it, and when you open up the pamphlet, it's it, it's one of those like kind of multi folds, and it becomes almost like a little poster, and it's like you have two options for surviving automated uprising. Option one, you don't. Option two, declare your undying devotion to your new automated overlord. Well Those are your two options. <laughs> Guys, it doesn't look good. I think Monarch's winning. What about the other one about Monarch? That's propaganda, but I am interested. Sorry. Uh, so you go through the... the So the other one seems kind of dated, and it looks like the, it's the cloud bank company was long ago like years perhaps months you're not entirely sure of the timeline when they were developing monarch as a way to automatically control their station so like this whole station was going to be controlled via ai that was like this groundbreaking new thing and so they were using that to sort of uh try to uh, create reason for invest to get more investors so the shareholders were sort of creating these uh, these little little pamphlets and these uh, presentations at conferences and things like that, and this just seems like one of like a basic handout that you would get at a con- at an AI conference, uh, trying to sell people on the wonders of uh, of AI controlled substations. 
Uh, yeah, just as I thought, Lego is a bunch of crap. This is just some like I used to get these all the time. Pharma companies would come in and be like, "Hey, push like super Alexa dopamine," and you know they just then they make a bunch of money and they're like, "This isn't a bribe," but we all know what's going on here. Bring you the whole free lunch and everything, but you know it doesn't mean anything. Well, it seems like Monarch uh, got the funding he needed and uh, now created his own pamphlet about surviving automated uprising where you don't and or you bow down or something. Mm. Wow. I do have to say I am quite uh, hungry. And so she's going to take like multiple of them. Or yeah, absolutely. Eat them. Uh, and anybody else kind of feel like pushing the red button just to see what happens? <laughs> We're not panicking. Do Every not day, panic. I can enter a room with the big red button and not think about pressing it. Lorraine, have you been in this room before? You said you've you've been around. You've been to the hangar before, right? I think so. Have you ever pushed the button? You were able to hack your way into this room, Lorraine? She has more experience than you. Don't judge. I might have been elsewhere. I don't know if it was here exactly. Are you talking astral projection, Lorraine? I don't understand what you mean. Uh, why are we wasting time? Lika wants to sort of put her nose up and see if that smoke. Sure. Uh, you still, don't like this. Yeah, I mean, if you stick your head back out, still seem to be a problem. Yeah, you don't. It doesn't look to be like kind of be filling up the passageway it just seems like whatever is going on in that other room has to do with like burning some sort of fuel or gas of some kind you're not sure it doesn't look like there's a fire that's spreading all of a sudden plus you have all these airlock doors that would likely protect from it as you open up and kind of eat through your mre by the way mm-hmm. you notice that like stuck to the underside of the package like the, uh, the MRE is fine, but just sort of stuck to it. Like it's just, you know, some sort of condensation or whatever. You can see that there's a teething ring, like for a kid, like for a baby. And there are all these deep gouges in it. And it's just sort of stuck to the package. And you peel it away, the, it's fine. It's it's sealed. Like the MRE is completely sealed. Uh, the, there was a infant here or someone with an infant um legal wants to like look through the rest of the pile of mres and see if there's anything else stuck to any of the other ones go through stuff no everything seems to be fine um and um and so she kind of wants to kind of put her mouth up to it just to see like the size of the world. I'm pretty sure I heard about this in an elective class once, but that's an oral fixation. According to Freud, you don't need to bite stuff. Just, just seeing what there is to see. Uh, did you roll that bench check for me? Oh, no, sorry. Sorry. Yes. No, I did. Okay. Uh, no, they don't fit you. Just check in. Uh, hmm. 
So what okay. was next up on our list? So it was the yeah. Harrison would be working on the the door that he thinks would lead the direction that he was right. told. Go ahead and roll another hacking test. You can take advantage on this one since you've already done this once. Uh, but you can tell just it, it was like with how difficult it was. It's probably something that that could take some time. But you kind of get to it as we'll say you're doing this. Why Menton's going through the the piles of stacks? Why Lico's doing uh, something? What, that is an eleven, which is a critical. It takes you thirty seconds. Like you just you just manage whether it's it's you learned something previously or or just copy lucky. paste. Yeah, exactly. You just kind of go yeah, through <laughs> control V. Basically, the same routines and whatever kind of automated security that it was using to sort of try to counterbalance. Like or, you know, your your attempts to hack, they don't seem kind of quick enough to respond, and you're able to disable this very very quickly. And you hear you hear the airlock door deseal, push it open. You see this small, well short, I should say, a uh, hallway, mostly metal on all sides, grates, things like that. You can see that there's you know rust and smear here and there, just like you've seen elsewhere. And not only that, but you hear the sounds like echoing and almost vibrating against the walls and the floor of just which maybe at first is a little alarming, but then you think you said the ore smasher was next. Hey, nice job, Harrison. You did a good thing and you did it faster. I still have my helmet on, but I look at him and there's like probably some like red lights coming out of the helmet. And then I just turn and go in the hallway. Okay. When you open up the next door, it's not another one of these huge industrial, like double-sided heavy metallic doors, you can tell. And as you push it open, you hear the sounds like again, not so much hear them, but feel them because you get your helmets on and stuff, but you can kind of see like the shaking here and there and kind of feel the thudding and the vibrations that are kind of coming through. And it's just basically this massive room, probably bigger than any you've seen thus far of, of what you can only describe as extraordinarily heavy duty machinery smashing crushing dissolving all of what looks like these chunks of a floating asteroid in the middle of this massive chamber there is this huge asteroid that's maybe a mile across that's just being chunked and kind of smashed down in some way you can't even ah, see most of it, like, but it's going to take a while to traverse this chamber. And we're still uh, in zero G, right? You are still in zero G. Uh, well, I got my helmet on. Uh, is, is there still atmosphere in this room, though? Yeah, there's atmosphere everywhere you've been. Uh, and there is, in fact, atmosphere here. It's very, very dark, but you can see, like, just from the beginning, the machinery here and there. And sometimes you see, like, a spark or something pop up. But you remember the remember Galaxy Quest towards the end when Sigourney Weaver and Tim Allen are trying to get to the Infinity Device, whatever it's called, and they have to go through that ridiculous... It's kind of like that. 
except bigger. It's going to take you longer to get through it. Where's the nerd I can call for the timing? Justin Long? He's in the movie Barbarian. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's my second play tonight. I just watched it last night. I actually almost watched it last night. I recommend it. I loved it. It was great. Uh, Okay, Liko. You're a teamster, right? So you know how to work all the machinery. So uh, do your thing. (laughs) You don't see any... You see no control panels anywhere. Again, this is a room that's like at least Enormous. it's at least a mile across, if not bigger. Like it's it's again, it's this this unfathomably big room and it doesn't seem to be open to space as far as you can tell. Longs in comparison. So you do see uh, there is like a tiny glowing light like that you can see in the distance you can't quite make it out it might be some kind of control booth Lico. uh but there's all sorts of debris that's from the, the smashing and crushing that's happened so basically Lico, as as a teamster and lorraine you would actually you probably haven't done much of this recently but you would probably have some sort of familiarity with this did you know it's going to take some time because you're going to have to essentially crawl observe you're gonna have to sort of you know, bounce off walls here and there, time your jumps and your leaps because there's just so much machinery. And it's not, it's going to be kind of, kind of stressful. It's certainly possible to cross here, but Lico, Lorraine, you would both know this is dangerous. You're seeing huge chunks of rock from the asteroid just being pulverized by machinery that could just turn you all into pancakes. But you could certainly try. He did say this was the way we needed to go, right? Sure. We could find a different way, but we would have to go back. No, I think uh, Harrison has an allergy to the the B word and the D word. <laughs> I don't know what you are referring to. Back and down. Now he's going to break out in hives. Look what you've done. <laughs> so Scowling under my helmet. <laughs> what about the all-powerful Minotaur? Can you turn the this Minotaur machine off for a few minutes? Plugs into Helix once more. That is not how I function, Harrison. I am not directly connected to the systems the way that Monarch is, or even to localize subsystems the way that Silas was. As you can see, I am physically detached. I am something different. When uh, you extract me from the station, I assure you, you will be very happy that you did. Why does it have to be alluded to in such vague terms? Because whenever you talk about transcendence and enlightenment, it is very difficult to speak of these things in a concrete manner. A compelling answer, but I still feel weird about it. All right. I would like a concrete answer to how you can actually help us, but we're not getting those either. We're just hauling you all over this place 
for risking our lives. Twiggy died for you, and you I, can't even turn off some machines. My goodness. Approximately 106 bullets that were intended for you and your people that would have easily killed you as they yes, sadly killed we are, Twiggy. We are I grateful am, that you did that. I am still working the bullets and pellets from my systems. Dr. Menton did assist, and I thank you. But this is just one of the ways in which I have aided you. Twiggy got her face bashed in, and Liko's still here. Tell me how that makes sense. Don't think Dice. there's much here that makes sense at all, actually. But Agreed. All right, how are we getting across this? Very carefully. So, first of all, everyone go ahead and take, as you start to move across, everyone take four stress. I cannot as this, take four. But so, reduce two from a stat. One of I, the stats I, that you think. I'm horrible at math. I can take four stress. <laughs> Sorry. <Okay>. No problem. <laughs> yeah, because you lost some stress, didn't you? Nice. Yeah. So... I'm going to tell you this. This is extraordinarily dangerous. You have to do a body save to get across. Oh, gosh. Safely. That's a 30. Failure to do so means that there is likely an infiltrator android somewhere who will go on continuing your life, uh, probably without this specific memory. The chances of you just dying to one of these smashers is is extraordinarily high. However, because you've got the Minotaur with you, what I'm going to say is that you will get advantage on your rolls uh, because the Minotaur is there. And that what I'll also say is that it's not going to be, as it's written in the adventure, auto-death because the Minotaur might be there to help prevent auto-death. You would still roll for a wound, so instead of getting an auto death, it's going to be an auto wound. So that is how that is how I will help you, Harrison. You fuckwad. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think Harrison wants to do it. There's got to be another way around. Menton's got a body of eighteen, so got uh, a body of twenty-one. Yeah, I will be pulverized into atom-sized meat particles. Even with advantage, there's no no shot. And again, if you fail. Instead of instead of auto death, I'm just going to make you roll a wound. So there's still a yeah, chance. Yeah, which will be a headshot. I was going to be a headshot head because I'm not going to have you rolling the gunshot. Dude. It's so silly. Okay, crushed skull, whatever it is. Rolling blunt a nine force. means you're automatically dead. I'll do <sighs> blunt force. Tennis ball head. Looking at the blunt force <laughs> table, uh, you can your yes, you can have your sp- your skull. Con- actually, skull cracked is not an auto death. Uh, spine or neck broken is the auto death. So it's again, you roll a nine. And I know this is not a question, so that's fine if we don't know it, but like how many times would we be rolling this? Is it like you're we're rolling every like I'm just minute gonna do we're one. in here? I'm just going to do one. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't tend to like to do multiple rolls to do one thing. <laughs> Swim check, please. Yeah, I still regret that. Like, it just, that's one of the, I love Impossible Landscapes. That was one of the, it was hilarious, but at the same time, I'm like, do we have to roll a swim test every time you move? Like, no. Yeah. Um, I rolled. You rolled? Mm -hmm. So Lorraine goes. Oh, shit. We knew her for like an hour. I rolled an 11 and I needed a 29. 
Lorraine, Crit success. You see, <laughs> you see Lorraine wow. disappear into this sort of kind of foggy, floating dust and debris, and then darkness heading off in the direction of that distant light. Who's so next? this may not matter. I have I'm trained in zero G, so can that help to improve my body? Say it again. I'm trained in zero G. Okay. Can that improve my body target? Sure. Or the hazard you, suit. Uh, hazard suit's not going to help because um, oh, okay. it's going to be a straight wound. It's not going to be damage. Um, I'll tell you what. If you've got zero G. Uh, I think because I think the rule is if you don't have zero G, you roll the stuff at at penalty. But I'd rather do it the opposite and give you a benefit. So those of you with zero G, you get some sort of benefit. So I'll say you can add your skill to your body save total. All right, just hold like on you. before before anyone else goes. <laughs> we Helix, just met. Helix her. just went. Can we just? <laughs> He's missing a foot. We just met her. He's missing a foot. Do we zero need G. to keep going? Are you rolling for Helix? Yeah. I just Uh-oh. did. Oh. He gets advantage, don't worry. Uh so what are you guys doing? Splitting the party. Splitting pulling the party. my pulling my hair out as Minton, not as me. Uh, you guys hear Lorraine from the distance? Hurry up. Oh, I was expecting cackling to come the darkness. <laughs> um. <laughs> Helix's first roll was a seventy eight. His second roll was a 19 under 21. Yay. All right. Um, Lico's going to go. Okay. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) I feel like Harrison wouldn't give a (laughs) shit. The two people who hate each other the most are now stuck on the other side. (laughs) You know, I didn't hate Minton until he started talking. Now he's quickly getting worse than Lico. (laughs) Go ahead, Lico. How'd you do? All right, I need to roll. So, did you say we were rolling an advantage because of Minotaur? Yes. So the Minotaur, because the Minotaur is there. So basically, what I'm saying is that the Minotaur can help you because the, the the whole concept of the Minotaur is that they can they can protect you, but they don't seem to be taking like aggressive, offensive actions against mm-hmm. other things. So like they'll there to like brace you from impact, take bullets for you, that kind of thing. Well, shit. Did you roll an advantage? Sure did. How'd you That's do? That's not is, good. That is 160 and 170. Okay. That's over 100. Roll a nine. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know, it's a D100, right? It, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A 60 roll on and the a zero blunt. And okay. A 70 and a zero. Do you, okay. Before you roll on the blunt force table, this one just double. I was checking in. Do you have any dice? Do you have any audience dice or anything left? There are two advantages that okay. I don't believe we've used. All right. If you like, like just like with Lorraine, or excuse me, just like with, with, with Twiggy, if you wanted to burn one of the audience dice to roll twice and take the better on the blunt force table, that's fine. But you have to declare it now. How many people still have to go? Me and Harrison. <laughs> and we have horrible, horrible body saves. Yeah. Exactly. Right now we're just we staring hatred into each other. Okay, Liko. All right, I'll just roll it and 
You have to declare it now. If you're if you're not taking it, right. whatever this is, is what you get. Okay. Yeah. If the two people rolling behind me say that they have worse statistics than I do, so I will leave it for them. Okay. Uh, wounds tables. Blood force. Blood force. Yeah, because you're getting crushed by these, some of these right. things. I'm not going to be able to see it right away because i got to click and then go back over. Okay. So, one, two, three. Oh, wait, sorry. It's a pop-up. Never mind. That was a anticlimactic. Concussion. Ah, no problem. Okay. That I have is a very nice. Disadvantage on intellect checks. So <laughs> as you're chasing after the rain in Helix... Uh, I like to think Helix has like a shoelace where he's tied around his foot and tied it to his ankle. And so his foot is still attached to the leg, but it's floating behind him. So you're just chasing off after that and you're in your, but you lose sight of Lorraine. You lose sight of, of Helix and you don't notice at the last second, this, this shadow that suddenly moves above you that kind of blocks out that light in the distance is one of these, these ore smashers is about to come right down on top of you. But you can see then like this, this like basically like a manta ray flap just suddenly wraps around mm-hmm. you and it crushes down. You can feel your head just rattle and rattle and smash against the uh, kind of the cushion. But you're eventually kind of unfurled and you're kind of able to traverse the rest of the way. Uh, but you do, in fact, have a concussion. Uh, you will have disadvantage in all intellect checks. So I've got a... So I had a maximum of two wounds. Mm-hmm. I had, I currently had one wound. Oh, Melissa. I feel like that was an important detail I probably should have thought about before. Oh, no. Yeah, you really should have. Because <laughs> once you get that, it's your, it's your, I think it's your final wound. Let me double check to make sure it's not like the third. Like you get, you can, I think you can store two and then, and let me double check. Before okay. I kill you. That uh, concussion might be a bit more severe than we initially <laughs> thought. <laughs> you went from, God, my head hurts to, oh. I mean, just your autonomic nervous system shuts off. So you have a number of wounds. Uh, each wound has a number of health. When the health is reduced to zero, you lose one of your wounds. You also lose, you also roll on a wound table. Um, when you lose your final wound, you roll on the final wound table, which has basically about an 80% chance of killing you outright. So you have to roll with advantage. This is is your second. You have to roll that. Fuck. I also have one wound already out of two. You guys (laughs) had a panic room with food where you could have hung out and tried to fix your wounds. We should have pressed the button. (laughs) I was not ready to go across this machinery. Uh, Is it a roll high or roll? It's a, it's a, it's basically a D10 table uh, and (laughs) It's roll. I think the nine. So they because they because mothership does zero to it's nine, and awful. that's how I set the table. Uh, yeah. You die on a five, a six, a seven, an eight, or a nine. Okay. So you basically just need to roll um, a one to four, but a three or a four, you're still going to die if somebody doesn't help you in one d five rounds. Oh my gosh. This is awful. Okay. So I am going to roll this at advantage mm-hmm. and see what happens with that. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. You got, uh, you do have unconscious death in one round. Uh, I will say that as you're unfurled, 
you're unfurled by Monarch next to Lorraine and Helix. But Menton and Harrison are not around. So it's going to be up to Lorraine or Helix to save you. Lorraine, are you any good at medicine? Uh, no, I have, I have mysticism. I have, I have, I have, I have botany. Oh, he will get you so high before you die. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Helix has hacking. Are you a robot? <laughs> I've been told I'm not. I mean, couldn't they just use a straight intellect check to perform like CPR? That's what late. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's, okay. that's exactly what That would be. probably have to be Helix. What's his intellect? 43. Okay, All yeah, right. mine's 29. I will roll it. <laughs> I will roll it. Am I rolling normal? He's. I'll tell you, he's got a 43% uh, chance to pass this. You got one more of those audience die. Yeah, but other people still have things to do. Lika, yeah, but you're gonna like die. Death. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So I roll. Roll at advantage. Okay, that's a shame because the first roll was a seventeen, and it would have would have been just fine. <laughs> oh no! The second roll was, was an eighty-three, and would have failed. But the first roll was a seventeen. I like saying it that way so that you all feel like you wasted it, but you didn't. <laughs> As he and is, we got another to- one from John. John. Oh, thank you, John. I appreciate that so much. Um. So we'll say you, you're you un, unwrapped from the manta ray protective flap of the Minotaur as they have been kind of coasting back and forth protecting each one of you when, when you're trying to, to coast across. And when you do so, you are unconscious. Uh, your, your concussion extraordinarily severe. Helix, sort of over by this, this kind of control room, which is what this light was that you all were floating towards, he will quickly kind of pull your your helmet off which has essentially been crushed at this point and we'll we'll start to kind of try to wake you up and at a certain point you see him you see him Lorraine as he just kind of rips a panel off his neck and he pulls out these wires and just shocks Liko kind of back to consciousness using his own uh, his own like internal uh, internal power Liko you're you're conscious once again your eyesight is not good you're Kind of drifting off your 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 intellect is is not there. So so basically, for until this until this uh, this concussion is treated, you're going to have intellect. You're going to have a disadvantage on your intellect. But you also nearly just died. Oh gosh. Okay. So you're back down to one wound, the concussion. Okay. We got Harrison. We got Dr. Leo. <laughs> yep. Okay. Menton come back. Okay. Menton's going to go first. Um, but before he goes, he's going to look at Harrison and he's going to say, if I die, I blame you for the immortal hell that I'm stuck in with these droid impersonator people. I hope and you he'll... do die. <laughs> and he's going to try. So to, I think, Eh, eh, never mind. Go ahead. I was going to say you can you can always try to remove your own wound if you wanted, because um, you have a surgery skill, right? I do. It is going to take a couple hours though, so it does mean like you staying back by yourself for a couple hours. Um, 
the med kit is really the way we're playing it is that the med kits are the first aid kits are there to help you um, get health back. But I also think you can use it to get advantage. I think that's what we decided. Yeah, I mean, I was planning to just leave the advantage for Harrison since Menton's been around a while. So if I have a character death, I'm not really concerned about it. But I okay. think that would work out too if I use the last of my first aid kit and just stay back for a few hours. Yeah, it's effectively going to take. I mean, you have to pass the test too. Um, right. So if, worth a shot. And, yeah. Okay. And you may you not want. actually use the last of your first aid kit with the way the resource die works. Yeah, that's just yeah. our rule. We we kind of play it that way. We're playing Forbidden Lands resource rules because I like them. Uh, okay, if that's what you want to do, so Menton's staying back. You go back into the panic room, maybe. It's a little safer than standing out in the middle of this ore-smashing chamber. And you start trying to... What is what is your wound? Do you remember what you took? Um, let me see if I marked it while. in my notes. It's been a while. All right, it's not in my character notes. Let me check my Google Doc. Harrison, are you going to try moving across? Or are you going to wait with with Dr. Leo? God damn it. 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 Harrison <laughs> is a survivor. He's not going to want to go through there. I don't want to go through there. Uh, I, I'm going to stay back with Mitten, that asshole, and I'm going to pop out the foldable stretcher, give him a table for him to work on. Uh, I'll hang out for a couple hours. Okay. Uh, I think I got from a ghost that attacked me. It like slashed me across the chest or something. Okay. I don't remember the exact wound though. No, fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna put it. I've been playing it as like the Minotaur is like constantly like moving back and forth, like escorting each person. So this is taking a while. Those of you that are in that control booth, uh, so Liko and Lorraine, conceivably you can just rest at this point uh, if you wanted. You can if you wanted to try to do a comfort save something like that you're welcome to and at some point the minotaur will return hook up to helix deliver the message that dr leo is staying back trying to heal himself up he's worried that he might not make it across um that was the smart thing to do (laughs) all right yeah i'll try for a comfort save uh okay is it it's 30 for that right uh we'll call it a 30 yeah you're in a actually you're in a panic room um you're in a panic room. Easily, you could. It's super easy to lock these doors, and you kind of know how at this point to to hack in and hack out. So I won't even require you to uh, to have to roll a hack anymore. You can just kind of control them. So, hmm, what would I give you? I would say because it's safe. I mean, I'll give you like a fifty percent. So I'll, I'll bump you up from 30 to a 50. Like, it's just, it's not extraordinarily comfortable, but you've got your own bed and it's safe though. So. I mean, I can keep the foldable stretcher for myself if it makes me more comfortable. So, <laughs> But I'll give you a 50. I'll give you a 50%. Chip. All right. All right. 50. We got a 25. Nice. Uh, so then I think it you was get, price like, is right though. So we wanted to get higher, right? Yeah. Cause you have so to I divide lose that two by stress 10. there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll do, I'm fine doing rounding up. It's 2.5 rounds up to three. Let me take three stress. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. So can we do the same thing on the other side? Absolutely. You're not in the panic room, so I'll, I'll leave yours at 30. Yeah. I have camping gear. Does that help me at all? 
Sure, I'll give you an extra ten. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be as high as a panic, a panic room that's oh, got yeah, protections. Sure. But I'll give you an extra ten. So say forty for Lorraine, and I'll say Lego. You can take it too if you if you share. Does Lorraine share her camping equipment with Lego? Uh, sure. Do I have time to do this, or am I focused on the surgery? It's a, uh, well, this resting is literally taking hours. It's like people are taking oh, okay. are sleeping for several hours. Makes so, sense then. Okay. Uh, I got a 30. Okay, so you can get one stress back. Sure. I got a 34, so I did not. Unless I got the extra. Yeah, that's why I said if Lorraine's sharing with you, you can take okay. take this. So yeah. Just take one stress back. That's fine. Okay. And so then... Yep, got it. All right, Leo. You pop out your, your surgical kit, your med kit. You get your tools out. You start looking down at your chest which is even it's, it's it's basically labored breathing that's probably what's happening it's like every time you breathe you feel pain and since you're gonna have to be doing a lot of this zero g acrobatics you want to make sure that you're not you know that you're that you're in as, as fit a shape as you possibly can you don't want to kind of rip stitches or you know cause the, the blood to kind of uh, kind of pool in your chest so go ahead and roll uh roll your test surgery surgery skill if you got it if you got field medicine i'll take it too I have both, but I'm going to use surgery since it's yeah, the higher bonus. Better. So I'll need a 72, and I got a 9 and then the Nordic symbol on the other one. So that's a 9% or a 90? No, it'd be 9, right? So, so well, I don't know which, zero, one's, zero. which one's which with you. Like, Oh, it's uh, so the percentile die is the one that I got the Nordic symbol on, and then the just one the D10s. So, oh, is it? I don't know. Oh, well, then I, on mine it is, yeah. You'd have to look and see what is missing. It sounds like a 19 to me. Sounds like you got a 9 and a 10. No, because it has ten nine on it, so it's it's zero zero on the percentile die. Okay, so you get a nine. Yes. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I just wanted to confirm. Okay, so you get a nine. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that is successful. It's going to take you, a you know, it's going to take some time for the the wound to heal. But like we'll say, and the and the time it takes you to heal, and the time it takes like Harrison and everything, you know, to to rest, and he's there, kind of kind of with you and. Lico and Lorraine are up there. Um, let me just roll a couple things out of curiosity. Just just a few things. Nothing nothing to worry about. The just button pushes it. itself. Okay. So up ahead, um, Lico, Lorraine, you all are sleeping. You wake up, say six, seven hours later. You've had no You've had no interruptions that you can recall. Like you've been in this, basically this tiny kind of control room that looks like it exits into some kind of inspection chamber, you would imagine. Like it kind of oversees the whole area. You can see that there's all these different panels and readouts, statistics and stuff. There's um, this panel that you can see has a screen built into it with another one of those large red buttons except this one says purge you can see that um i'm assuming you're you can kind of mess around with the the sort of the panels and stuff in the monitors if you want uh you can do that before or after you sleep but let's assume just for the sake of continuity that you you sleep a bit and when you wake up you notice that there, you're not sure if it was there beforehand or was it there afterwards, but like you see kind of an oil that's 
kind of starting to drip down the sides of the wall right next to where the two of you were sleeping. Like it was recently been smeared. You can see someone has written and like drawn an arrow in the direction of the other direct, their other way out of this, this room, floor seven, floor eight, floor nine, floor 10, floor 11, floor 12, floor 12, all the way down until the bottom of where the wall meets the floor. And there's just this pool of fresh, warm oil. And the two of you wake up, you see this. Both of you make a stress save. Yikes. You slept to recover one stress only to fight it back. I know. Okay, so my current stress is 18. And I rolled a 12. Sorry uh-huh. to go backwards a little bit, but I think That's they fine. recovered more than one stress. Yeah, uh, I think the stress rules, the way it works is that uh, whatever you roll, you divide that by 10. Oh, right. So you I want to roll higher. Right. Yeah. So, so I think get... with the 34, you would have gotten three. Yeah, three. Thank you for for, for, for addressing that. Uh, okay. Uh, Lorraine still... So with, I had 30 when I rolled. You would have failed still. Yeah, you would have. Because you would have okay. you you would have you would have been at a target of six, and your five still would have been underneath Got it. Got it. Uh, so and I still failed because I rolled a twelve, and my current stress is sixteen. Okay. So while you're kind of looking at this, this fresh bit of graffiti suggesting someone has been in this room mm-hmm. with you while you two were sleeping. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of on the ground, kind of feeling the the the, the liquid. You look underneath that console area, the chair is kind of pushed in this this chair that seems to be attached it, and you can notice there's this there's this little box that you didn't see when you first came in. It's kind of tucked all the way back under the console chamber. Lorraine would definitely open it. You pull it out and it's it's some sort of it looks like kind of a, a, a it's plastic it's it looks like it was once at some point see-through but like it's kind of gotten frosted and like white as like sometimes when you bend plastic or when plastic gets kind of scuffed up it kind of gets that white feel to it and that's kind of seems to be what happening but when you open it up you look inside you notice that there's just and it's about the size of a shoebox you see that there is what looks like insects dozens of them they they all look they all look like they've been chewed mashed up and you can see that there's a handful of what looks like bloody pins the pins themselves like the blood looks old it looks like it's dried like this has been here for some time but it's just this strange collection of of half chewed insects and, and bloody pins Uh, and and you'll watch as like Lorraine like looks at it, and then she just puts the lid back on and then puts it right back where she found it. What what'd you find? Uh, I mean you could look if you like, but it was it's like chewed up bugs and golden uh, golden beetles specifically. Golden beetles, like I'm uh, um, I'm sorry. Shoot up? Yeah. 
so like there i i don't think on it too hard i know you're a deep thinker i'm a simple woman i don't need chewed up bugs i just got my uh i just got my head conked i'm not particularly a deep thinker even before that that's where are your friends you know if they were all just teamsters like us we'd be home by now i i mean we'd be somewhere else other than here maybe and maybe someone wouldn't be writing in greece while we're sleeping because that's uh, we could we could be on the bell we will cut then to Menton and Richards waking from their slumber. And Harrison, you notice something's different immediately when you wake up. You see that one wall that had the panic button on it is actually illuminated. Like the white fiberglass panels are actually glowing. Like there's lights underneath it, backlighting. Except you notice that in addition to most of it just being this this bright white, you notice that there is this upside down crown that looks just like the kind of that strange sort of like this this sort of like geometric crown, but when turned upside down, it actually looks like an M. Yep, 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 yep. Or I mean, nope, nope, nope. But yep, yep, yep. Or maybe even a tooth with the roots kind of sticking down. I think we pissed him off. I think it's time to go. Okay. Two of you are going to try to get across now. Give me oh, your, boy. Give me your body saves. I think I think we got, one, I think Johnson has one. Yeah. One advantage. I'll leave one that left. for uh, Harrison. Since I can sustain a wound now. Well, we get advantage body. going across with the Minotaur, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Save it for your wound rolls. Yeah. What do you What do you have to hit, Minton? I have to hit an eighteen, and my first <laughs> roll is an eighty nine. Oh, that's so. not a good start. Oh my god! No, ready? We're gonna. All right. <laughs> Sixty one. Okay. Oh no. Go ahead and go to blunt the blunt force trauma. force trauma. If you want to burn the uh, burn that other, then you can roll twice. Okay, so you're just going to roll once. You, All right. you could get an instant death, though. Remember there that. Is, there is a 10% Minton's chance lived. of instant death. Oh, I love those odds. It's 10%. 30% for Ashley. <laughs> okay, he did it. He rolled it. I see it. Sprained ankle. At one point, the wow. one of the crushers comes down and it wrenches your leg, but... The Minotaur manages to get to you just in time and pulls you just forward, so it just kind of lands on your foot. Your 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 ankle twists. You hear not so much a crack, but you kind of feel a pull on your leg. You look down. the The vac suit boot has been kind of crushed, but you can feel your your ankle is kind of twisted. It hurts. It's painful. But when you look at what could have potentially happened, it could have literally smashed you into a single pancake. And it will escort you across, and you can see as you're you're escorted into this this chamber. There's Liko and there's Lorraine. They're kind of there's a box that they're kind of going through. There's some dripping oil on the wall. They kind of got weird looks on their faces. But they holy are shit! Alive. My ankle hurts. 
Oh my god, thank you, Minotaur. Oh, and he'll just collapse on the ground and just groan very loudly. All right. And then finally, Harrison. Uh, yeah, Harrison's going to go back in the panic room and hit the red button. Yes! That's what no, I wanted to do kidding. if you I'm went... Just oh. I'm just kidding. I would never do it. that. No, okay. Flames. Oh, he really doesn't want to go through. He'd almost rather hit the red button than go through. Uh, oh, shit. This would I be a great it. time for Harrison to just peel off and be rid of these people <laughs> who don't like him anyways. But you have a better chance of surviving together. Of course, you have a pretty good chance of dying on the way to surviving together. So does it really counteract? Harrison's having trouble with this, but he's just going to eventually push off a wall and go for it. Ah, shit. What do you need? What do you need to roll? I needed a 21. Okay. With advantage. I rolled a 13 and a 2. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't wow. believe it myself. Wow. I take a picture that way. doesn't call me a liar later. <laughs> Hands it's have so been weird. up. They have not touched the dice again. Normally when Steven cheats, he <laughs> cheats to make things harder on himself and everybody else, not to make it easier. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. I, I, I'm used to sabotaging everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison, you get across without a whole lot of necessary help from the Minotaur. They're there. They're ready. But you're dodging. You're moving. You've got zero. You know, you've, you've, you've done this kind of stuff. You've been moving around here and there. You've been in the troubleshooters. And, and you make it across. And there is everybody inside of this, what looks to be some kind of inspection chamber. You can see that it, there's various consoles, controls. There's some open open panels that look out into that huge room that you just came from. There's readouts, statistics that are kind of all over the walls coming out of these monitors. Don't even know what some of them mean. If you take time, it's having to do with pressure, density, stuff like that. Anything about the, the crushing of the asteroids. And you do see a separate panel. The one that's got that purge on it. And if that Lico, doesn't interest you, I will tell Leo, you. Leo, you two look a little bit worse for wear. Did you have trouble crossing? Uh, yeah, I got uh, hit upside the head with uh, one of those. But yeah, I found it quite easy. Um, well, at least your head's not flat as a sheet of metal or something. What? But what's with the, like, you both look a little ill. Like, uh, Menton, scared. your your ankle is swollen up, is what I'm saying. Uh, it does that sometimes. Um, I'll just I'll lance it with my scalpel later or something. I don't know. What do we think purge does? Probably ejects us into space. So we grab on and press it. But we need to breathe. We have vac suits. Uh, her helmet got a little crushed and my boots crushed, so the pressure probably won't sustain itself. I mean, it's only like vacuum of space. It's only like, what, 10 pounds of pressure. It's no big deal. It's not like those old movies where you get sucked through a tiny little hole. 
you can you can just put a hand over the hole and it'll it'll seal it. So I guess my question would be, I mean, you know, normally you have like a an on button and an off button. You have an open button and a close button. Failing to see the uh, stop purge button. What's the other panel, Jeff? Just looks to have something to do with like statistics and readouts. Something has to do with like component failure rates or something. It's hard to kind of deduce exactly what it is. You're lacking context. Got it. So there's this big old room that we find ourselves in with an asteroid inside that's being crushed. Like I don't pretend to understand a whole lot about what's going on in here. What the hell is the purpose of this room? Well, you see, asteroids have a lot of metal in them. That's my best guess. Do we yeah, see this whole any... floor seems to be about fabrication? Yeah, so we knew this, this is, is where the they get raw material. Room. Yeah. Do we see things leaving this room? Like there's crushing happening. It's like, not a room. So you guys are in the inspection chamber, which is a small yeah. office, and you can see that there's a few windows that look out into, like I said, a mile diameter chamber that you cannot see fully across. So it's not like you could just look out the window and get at that. Like you could go spend literally hours and hours and hours exploring this place and rolling more body saves to mm. sort of do a full on thing. Otherwise you guys just went for the light and that's why that's where you're here. But there I'm is getting... another way out, right? Let's start taking it. That's we a do see we don't need to do that. There is a normal airlock door leaving right out of this room. Does it kind of align with what the direction Silas gave us were? Uh, I mean, you were supposed to go into the ore smasher, then into some sort of inspection chamber, and then you're supposed to go into, you know, so like another room. So, yeah, it would make sense. All right, let's do it. I can't believe we all made it through that. Minotaur, what are the odds of us doing that? really hate you guys. I'm trying to set up the next map for you, and you guys <laughs> keep talking to me. Stop talking to me. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. Minotaur, what's your favorite color? Blood, I could easily tell you, gun kills no. you. Minotaur's favorite color is the color of transcendence, which is incomprehensible to your tiny human mind. So the color of transcendence is probably white, because white is every color combined. Or it could be the absence of color. Okay, so it's black. I think a Philly so cheesesteak is my is favorite white color. Black. If we're making up colors, Philly cheesesteak is my favorite color. White and black are not made up colors. My favorite black said, is she said tran- black. She All said right. transcendence is a color, so Philly cheesesteak is now a color. So, you guys leave out of this... There's a door. You find... Another one of these very familiar-looking hallways that connects these different rooms you've been in. This one, however, there's a T-section. You can see kind of moving all, like like you you can hang a right and go down uh, one direction. You can go straight. Straight ahead, you can see one of these large doors, these kind of large industrial-like doors off to the right. 
There's another kind of long hallway that extends off into the darkness, and you can't quite see where it is. The industrial doors are kind of not too far away from from the you know from the airlock door that you just came out of. Probably about a total of a 50, 50 foot walk between the the chamber you were just in. There's industrial doors, but then hanging your right and going down the T section there would take you into the darkness. Well, I'll start uh, gliding along, uh, propelling myself along the wall. Are you going towards uh, into the near doors or the darkness? The near door. Okay. Harrison, you go up to that near door, you open it up. It's another one of these heavy-duty doors. It's easy enough to do. You've done this so many times at this point. Is everyone following? Yeah. yeah. Yes. You open okay, it with this whole preamble, I, I'm taking it back. I'm going it's in the too darkness. late, metagamer. <sighs> too late, metagamer. I'm I'm working up towards the ending. You ready for the cliffhanger? Here it comes. Uh, all right. Get my cadence. Yeah. It's coming. You open up the door. It's very, very dark, as always. Unsurprising. Large room. You're not getting immediate reflections off the light, but you have to press inside. You all get maybe about 30 feet inside. Minotaur kind of floating behind you, still in that kind of manta ray form. A few lights start to pop up here and there. You start realizing you're in a very, a room with a very, very, very tall ceiling. Meaning this huge kind of spire. And you notice that on all of the walls of this particular room, you can see these pods. They're not cryopods, however. Instead, they look like some sort of charging alcoves. And you see nestled within each of these alcoves one of those uncanny valley security androids that you've seen so frequently. 10, 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 perhaps. Who knows how deep the alcoves go, how high the rows go. They seem, at first glance, to not necessarily responding to you, but all of a sudden, as the Minotaur floats in, all of these lights start rapidly... And you see the lights then of those sunken dark eyes in each of these androids. Some of them that are on the bottom rows kind of start to glow. Their mouths kind of open up. And you can see on some sort of like track within the alcoves, they're suddenly getting pushed. And a few get dropped off right on the floor. And that is where we will end in the middle of the combat Float back spire. out and shut the door. Float back oh. out and shut the door. Oh, yeah. we'll figure that out next time. Oh, no. Run! <laughs> Leave the Minotaur. All right. All right. So that is it for us, for Mothership. But that is not all. Tomorrow, we have some games. You can catch me and Steven and Melissa over on Grim and Perilous Plays early in the day as we are playing through some Tales in the Loop. Later on on our channel, uh, was it three cent, three central, five central, five central? Uh, you can catch us playing Orbital Blues. It'll be the finale of our Orbital Blues run. Yay. Uh, so come for that. Oh, my uh, 
my headphones seem to have gone out. Uh, but I can still talk. I don't have to listen. Uh, and then, um, let's see. So that's tomorrow, tomorrow at 5 Central. Come check out Orbital Blues. Monday, uh, we're going to be doing a, a, a fancy Halloween one-shot as we are going to be doing some Call of Cthulhu. So come, come do that. First time we played Call of Cthulhu on the channel. And then the triumphant return of Haunted West, right, Stephen? Tell us about Haunted West. Can you actually hear me or can I make fun of you right now? Okay. Uh, <laughs> that answers the question. <laughs> uh, Haunted West, coming back on Tuesday. Uh, I'm very excited for it. It's going to be ARC 2. The posse will have some slight changes, uh, but it will still uh, be the good, the mad, and the unholy. Uh, as they continue uh, trying to defend the town of Perseverance from apparently a cult, uh, as spoiler alert revealed in the first arc. Uh, so I'm very excited for it. Please join us. It'll be at a uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Central. Uh, should be a lot of fun, and we'll have some new people playing with us. So that'll be fun too. Very, very cool. Uh, and then, Exciting. yeah. Uh, and then let's see what else we got next Friday. Come back. We'll, we got more Hunter. And then we will also have the triumphant return of One Ring next Saturday as we are coming back to One Ring. Like I said, tomorrow yeah. is our finale for yeah. our Orbital Bulus. We got the whole crew back. Long is back. Everyone's back. And you can come check us out uh, for One Ring again next, uh, next week. So... Uh, but yeah, as I just mentioned in chat, uh, we are going to be doing some some Call of Cthulhu on Monday. It's going to be every other Monday pretty soon. This Halloween, we're just going to do a one-shot for fun, but we are going to be starting up. I don't know why I decided to do this, but I said to Matt, old Matty Two Arms, that I would run Horror on the Orient Express. So I'm running Horror on the Orient Express. Here we go. Uh, we got our next two years planned out, basically, <laughs> for every other Monday, because that's that. Uh, all right. Thank you for everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you for those of us who uh, who dropped some bits. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and raid our friends over at Defenders. I know some of you have probably already hopped over there, uh, but let's uh, let's go say hi to Chuck as I think they're doing some sort of uh, some sort of Halloween silliness. Uh, if you're checking us out later, thank you for watching this on YouTube. If you're watching this now, hit our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash lollygaggers, click follow, etc. If you're on the YouTube channel, Adventures in Lollygag, and subscribe there. Uh, and we'll see you next time. So, uh, follow the raid. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.